the iHeartMedia Complex on WTKS-FM, HD1, Coco Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, The Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Where are those babies, Trump? Where are those babies? Hello there. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. It is the start of the Phillips File. This one for Wednesday. That's Wednesday, June 27th, the year 2018. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jim Phillips here once again to take your phone calls and listen to your stuff, whatever your stuff might happen to be. News and current events, of course. We'll do that. We'll talk about your life. Feel free to talk about mine. And we'll find many other things to discuss this afternoon. We always do, so take part in the most listened to, the most popular, the most widely heard, the highest rated radio program of its kind in the entire state of Florida. Pick us up on iHeartRadio. Go to realradio.fm. That's our website. Check that out. You can follow me on Twitter, at RealGem. Then send us a text on anything at any time. We will read it, review it. We may use it on the air. That's realmobile seven seven zero. Three one on the phones, long distance toll free one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. For those of you in the metro, four zero seven nine one six one zero four one. Besides all your great phone calls, Mo's here. She has news in a few yes, minutes. Sir. Jack is with us. Pinkman is here as well. Later in the program, let me look at the schedule. Got to shift uh-huh. things around just a little bit today. Right after the news with Mo. At 4, we will talk with Chip Weil, who's the president of Daytona International Speedway. Of course, the Coke Zero Sugar 400. That will be broadcast on our sister station, FM 96.9, the game Orlando Sports Leader. That's July 7th at 7 p.m. But we'll talk with Chip Weil and see what they've got in store for the Coke Zero Sugar 400. I say it every single time. Uh, whether it's for this race or the Daytona 500, if you're new to Central Florida or if you've never been to a NASCAR race, stock car race, you're in for a real treat. It just is a lot of fun. It'll be on your bucket list at least once in your life. If nothing else, just watch the start. Get there about an hour early or a few hours early, whatever you have to do. Party, carry on, have a good time, then watch the start of the race and hopefully stay for the whole damn thing. Of course, they have a great fireworks show as well. We'll talk to Chip Weil at 4 We'll find room somewhere around for that bonus round of closest to the pin. Also, today, Jack's audio file. Got the regular round of closest to the pin. We'll talk with Scott Maxwell today. He writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. Shot Doctor comes in at 6 for casting call. Then we have the 5-Minute Professor, hopefully with a new phone. Uh, Then we'll have PPT to wrap things up at the end of the program. Well, the big news, of course, is Justice Anthony Kennedy has announced that he will be retiring from the United States Supreme Court. And, of course, this gives an opening for the president, for the administration, to find another conservative to uh, sit on the court. Uh, This is certainly not the best of news. If you label yourself as a liberal or as a progressive, there's no question about that. Uh, but if you're to turn uh, lemons into lemonade, the only thing I could say is this might be the impetus or the catalyst for even a stronger turnout 
for people who would like to uh, wrest control of the House of Representatives from the Republican Party. It could it could turn out it could turn out in in your favor. But this is uh, this is the focus now. Um, and and I believe this the focus shouldn't be uh, getting in the face of people in a restaurant or, uh, you know, for uh, what appears to be fraternity brothers, you know, trying to yell at uh, Mitch McConnell and then his wife comes out to yell at them. Uh, that's not going to get anybody to the polls. You have to organize. You have to protest. You have to organize. Organize protest. That's what I mean by that. And uh, gather people, get them to register, and get them to the uh, ballot box on Election Day. Because if the Republicans uh, keep control of the House of Re- Representatives, it's all over, baby. I mean, it's all over for uh, for a generation or two. Anyway, so we can talk about that if you want to. Now, speaking of the President of the United States, you know, he's all pissed off at Harley-Davidson now, right? Uh-huh. Because Harley-Davidson decided it was facing a 31% tariff on motorcycles exported, meaning imported, into Europe. So Harley-Davidson, based in Milwaukee, an iconic brand, there's no question about that, a much-beloved American brand. No question. No question at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's a fine motorcycle. I had one when I was a younger man. And, uh, <clears throat> I mean, they've and they've come a long way. The quality of their... The beauty and the sound of this motorcycle mm-hmm. has always been paramount. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. But they're even better than they ever were. I mean, as far as starting them, for a while there, it was a little dicey. Oh, with really? Yeah, well, they, they fixed but, that. Uh, but they're fine motorcycles. They're absolutely beautiful. They are iconic. Amer- they, are a, they are a part of America. Mm-hmm. You look at a Harley-Davidson, and that's got the United States of America all over it, right? Mm-hmm. So the president is now ticked off at Harley-Davidson because Harley-Davidson has made a business decision Look, we can't be faced with those kind of tariffs. The tariffs is the tax. We're faced with that kind of expense. What do we have to do? We'll probably have to, you know, cut personnel or whatever. So they say the expanding market, the faster uh, a market that's expanding faster, really, than the United States of America is in Europe. So the best thing we can do is to meet the needs of that market and have some of the production done over there so we don't have to pay the 31% tax. So now President Trump is all over the place. I mean, he's calling him this, that, and whatever. And uh, I think mentions in one of his tweets that Harley Davidson will, this will mean uh, Harley Davidson will lose its aura. Harley Davidson is not going to lose its aura. What do you think? The Harley Davidson owners are going to switch to Kawasaki? Do you really believe that Harley Davidson <laughs> people, people who love Harley Davidson, we know, we know writers. Uh, we know people that just that this is part of their lifestyle. Yes, it is. The Harley a Davidson motorcycling is part of their lifestyle, but Harley Davidson is part of that lifestyle as well. Mm-hmm. They are not going to say, "Well, the president is all ticked off at Harley Davidson, so I'm going to I'm going to sell my Harley Davidson and buy a a Kawasaki." That's not happening. Uh, no, and it's just not. I'm telling you right now, that's never going to happen. You know, if the president of the United States thinks that, all right, well, I'm mad at Harley, and I'm going to get all these Harley people pissed off at Harley Davidson, so they sell their bikes and move to a different name, that's not happening. That is not happening at all. So, it's a different breed of cat, that Harley Davidson owner. I mean, they live, they they eat, live, and breathe Harley Davidson. They got the bikes, they got the leather, they got the this, they got that, they got the tat. What do you got to have to change your tattoo? 
From Harley Davidson tattoo to Suzuki. Their whole house is decorated in it. Get out of here. Oh, please. Come on. That's just nonsensical. Come on, please. I I would venture to say a lot of these Harley people would rather give up on the president than give up on their Harleys. No question. They'd rather give up up their allegiance to the president of the United States, this asshat, than their Harley Davidsons. Mm. So let's just just get that straight right now. John Morgan, of course, for the people. Yeah, that's him. Uh, We announced this yesterday, right towards the end of the program. And uh, John Morgan, who uh, led the charge in the state of Florida to get medical marijuana approved, uh, second go-round by plebiscite through a referendum, got that approved. John Morgan is now launching an effort to win uh, passage of the legalization of recreational pot in the state of uh, Florida. You think he can Now, do it? politically, if you think about it as well, yes, I do. You do? I do. Wow. This will bring out a certain demographic to the polls who otherwise might not. Now, I don't know what that number is, mm. uh, but if that's on a 2020 ballot, a presidential ballot, that could bring out a younger demographic in the state of Florida. Very well good. Now, what if that means uh, for whomever is running against uh, Donald Trump? I don't know. Mm. But many of these races, congressional races, certainly in the primaries, they they, they turn by, you know, they say, oh, my vote doesn't count. <clears throat> Take a look does. at this congressional. Well, it does. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Because many of these races, local races, are won by hundreds of votes, sometimes less. Sometimes look at this uh, primary, Democratic primary in uh, Bronx and Queens, where the uh, congressman, who was number four in power in the House of Representatives, who they believed had the uh, Democrats uh, been able to take over the House, that he might very well be the speaker, the next speaker of the House, mm-hmm. uh, was upset by a relative newcomer, someone who nine months ago said, I'm going to get in this race because she said she felt a particular way about how her constituents were treated and no one was uh, representing her and she got out there and hit the bricks and did the you know uh, you know did they press the flesh mm-hmm. and she she beat the snot out of this guy yeah. not that he was a terrible politician he wasn't he was well regarded uh moderate liberal in the in the house but had lost mm-hmm. as they say contact with his constituents and the demographics had changed in that district to the point that he wasn't really in very good contact with them anymore. So she hit the bricks, and uh, and she uh, won won the primary. So there you go with that, and will no doubtly be elected uh, as a congresswoman from that particular district, who a district that leans heavily uh, democratic. So there we go on that. What else do we have? Anything in particular? I don't know. It's also uh, yeah, people, liberals and progressives, especially yeah, they're all they're down today because they got another Supreme Court ruling. This one going against public sector unions mm-hmm. as it relates to uh, you know union dues and this and that. What I I know union people. This is a right to work state, by the way. If you're not familiar with that, meaning that you're not required to join a union, even if the union. You know, is is you. is part of the uh, whether it's a public uh, uh, a public union like the teachers union, or whether it's a private union. There's no requirement that mandates that you have to join a union. Other states have had this in the past. You know, if a union uh, was at a particular job site, a job site, and you wanted to work in that at that job site, in a particular, uh, you had to be part of that particular union. That doesn't apply in the state of Florida. 
But I know union people, public, uh, private, and uh, and public members of associations. That's what they call the Classroom Teachers Association. It's really a union. They they engage in collective bargaining. And I know uh, members of private unions here in um, in Florida. Yeah. They don't pay their dues. They're Wait, represented by the union oh. in collective bargaining. So they get the benefits. But they get they the don't... benefits, but uh, they don't they don't find it necessary to pay the dues. Now, some will say, look, I don't pay the dues because I believe part of my dues goes to uh, politicians and political causes that I don't agree with. So they withhold their they they just don't pay their dues. But uh, if they have a problem at work, they'll count on the union or the association to represent them. Right. As it relates to a labor problem, I know several people who are part of unions, and yeah, well, that's just the way they, you know they uh, bargain collectively uh, for me with management, and la di da di da di da. But uh, no, no, I don't pay for that, uh, and I'm paying for that. Really? So, yeah, I think that's that uh, seems like a freeloader type of thing. Seems like a freeloader to me, but anyway, hmm. you know, and. Um, I believe in unions. I'm not a member of a union. We're not unionized here. But I'm a, strong, right. I'm a strong believer in collective bargaining. I'm a strong believer uh, that you have strength in numbers. Mm-hmm. If you think that you're part of a large corporation and you can go up against management, mano y mano, one-on-one, that's a lost cause. The only way that you can deal with management is to have strength. And the only way you have strength is through uh, large uh, numbers of people who can, col- who can bargain collectively and, if need be, you know, threaten management with either a slowdown or something else. You know, they ha- you have rights through your sweat labor. You know, and by the way, for those of you, oh, la- unions, what are they good for? Well, you, your two-week vacation, safety at the workplace. 40-hour work week. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, unions. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Yeah, she was a snitch, a mole, a spy. That's what she was. Deserved everything yeah, she got. See? She now let's snitch. get the news. See? Here's Mo. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> I will tell you this. It is a very busy day at the United States Supreme Court. Today's the last day of the session. And uh, today, first of all, the biggest news, the biggest headline is that just Associate Justice Anthony Kennedy will retire from the Supreme Court effective July 31st. What? 81 years old. Yeah. Uh, he was a swing vote in a lot of decisions. He was uh, in favor of same-sex marriage, so everyone thinks that will swing back the other way. That's not going to happen. Uh, let's see. He did join the court's liberals on other cases as well, like the death penalty, like affirmative action, like abortion and uh, women's health. He also, um, so now everyone says with another appointee that's more conservative, uh, all of these things will swing back the other way. The Trump appointee could very likely create a five-member, solid conservative majority that could imperil abortion rights and expand gun rights. So there's that. Then, yeah, I can right, see that. Mm-hmm. No question. Marriage so, equality, that's not going back. I'm telling you that uh, right now. Well, that's listen, not happening. And, that's and baked into the cake. Women's health? Uh, or women, you know, women's... Could um, very well be. Further restrictions, yes. Mm. An overturning of Roe v. Yes. Wade? I don't think so. 
I hope that's true. The Supreme Court dealt a major blow today, though, to organized labor. Again, a squeaker of a vote, five to four. Yesterday, the Muslim ban was five to four as well. Uh, Let's see, the more conservative justices all hung together today as well, ruling that public government workers who choose not to join unions may not be required to help pay for collective bargaining. Right. So if you don't want to join it, now unions say, wait a minute, if you didn't want our political stance, we'll give you your money back for all of that, but we would ask that you pay for the collective bargaining. The Supreme Court says, no, if you don't want to pay, you don't have to pay. Uh, So that uh, could be a problem uh, unions and uh, uh, could lose a lot of money, millions and millions of dollars, and could see their effectiveness diminished because then they only have a, a bucket of uh, fewer people, and and there's you know there's power in numbers, and if those people don't choose to affiliate, that's why all those yeah. jobs went to China. You know, it is. That's because of the union. The union. Oh, oh yeah, that's a bunch, bunch of horse hockey don't for anybody think that's who told really you that. The case. Unions didn't yeah. decide. Well, their you know demand their demands are so high Mm-mm. that these companies had to move overseas. Uh, that's no. a bunch of that. That's horse hockey. Orlando attorney John Morgan now says he wants to put recreational marijuana on the ballot. All in right, a let's do of years. this. Let's do this. Let's get this on the ballot. Come on, let's get this. Let's get this done, Florida. <laughs> let's not be the last state in the union. John Morgan, who was behind the um, approval of medical marijuana last year or two years ago, I mean, had been focusing his money and efforts first of all on getting a fifteen dollar minimum wage effort on the twenty twenty ballot. But he had some legal setbacks trying to get marijuana to be smokable, not just edibles. So now he's going to aim for getting both a living wage on the ballot and recreational pot approved by voters in 2020. Both of those things are on. Cool. Uh, Yeah. He says that he thinks the referendum will pass overwhelmingly. He's very optimistic. I think it will. And he says America is ready and willing for people to smoke weed if they want to. (laughs) That's well, he didn't say that. I said, I mean, that's sort of. Uh, I'm sort of giving. Uh, well, in this day and age, yeah. the culture's changed. It's just—I mean, it's just so silly anymore. Let's mm-hmm. just yeah. make people into criminals. Hey, get any weed? No, I can get some weed. Oh, You're under arrest, chump. Uh, John Morgan has been on the offensive against Governor Baldy for not allowing smokable pot. Um, so you know they're still arguing about whether medical marijuana is allowed. That's fine. But for some reason, the legislature decided and Governor Scott decided that, yes, while medical marijuana may have been approved by the voters in 2016, you can't smoke it for medical marijuana purposes. You can only eat it or ingest it or vape it or something. So anyway, so that's... I don't even know if you can... Can you vape it? I don't know if you can vape it. Yeah, you can vape it. Oh, you can vape. Okay. Points. Uh, How do you know? I've heard from people. Yeah, I've heard from people. With glaucoma. Florida teachers may make some of the lowest salaries in the country. What percentage of employees here do you think have weed on them right now? Uh, 25? Or at least have it in their house. Zero. Oh, in their house. Oh, I think more than that have it on them. I'll recuse myself. Mm -hmm. More than zero, I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You wouldn't have to go very far to talk to somebody and say, can you get me some? No, not at all. Before you would get some. That's always been the case in radio, though. I mean... Jim, Florida teachers. It's one of the great things about radio. Always great connections. If you, you know, you think people who smoke would bring it to work? Yes, they might. Ha- yeah, huh. sure. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Florida teachers. But if you went through pocketbooks or pockets of trousers, yes, you would. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. Allegedly, Florida teachers may make some of the lowest salaries in the U.S. of A. And they are hoping to make that an issue during the upcoming elections as well. The Florida Education Association that you mentioned is the name for the teachers' union in Florida. Uh, is urging every candidate running for office yeah. to sign a pledge that would raise teacher salaries to at least the national average over the next couple of years. 
the average teacher in Florida made $12,000 less than the national average. Oh, come on, though. We pay them in sunshine. Oh, right. Let's take a little break. We're going to talk to Chip <laughs> Weil, the president of Daytona International Speedway, at 4. Get some more information about the upcoming Coke Zero Sugar 400. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Coke Zero Sugar 400 upcoming July 7th at 7 p.m. And our sister station, FM 96.9, the game, Orlando Sports Leader, mm-hmm. will be... Look at you, saying that whole thing right I now. I know. We'll be airing the race. So at 4 o'clock, we'll be talking with Chip Weil, who's the oh, president yeah, yeah. of Daytona International Speedway. Get some more information about another great race at the International Speedway. Back to the news. Mm, Here's Mo. It serves as proof that Shot Doctor has a negative effect on Jim. <laughs> Today is June 27, 2018, and today... Yeah, he's in hot water with Today is a Florida day, Jim, for food. Today is Orange Blossom Day. Now, the... Flower? Yes, but they use this orange blossom for uh, honey as an alternative to rose water. They use it in French and Middle Eastern cuisine in desserts and baked goods, Mm. orange blossom water, whatever. They use it to make orange blossom scones. They use it to make marshmallows. They use it to make lots of things. The orange blossom... In, in Spain, the uh, orange blossoms are used to make tea. Uh, so, yeah, there are a yeah, lot okay. of different things. Anyway, today, Orange Blossom Day. If you have orange blossom honey, today would be a good day to salute that noble product. That's pretty weak, though, as a food. I know. Yeah. True, I agree. You don't have anything else? That's it. Today's that's Orange Blossom. They just own it. Just, just they make own something. it today. All right, let me just tell you what's tomorrow, all right? I know no, to- don't oh, tell me tomorrow. Tell me tomorrow, alert. tomorrow. Oh, I got uh, that's All right, a, I'll live with orange Tomorrow's blossom. a double. And then you I don't have, like honey, though, do you? Not at all. You haven't tried enough different honeys. I have, and they're yucky. It's the sticky consistency, gloppy. Well, well you nope. put too much on. No, there. I don't like it. That baklava swimming in that. Well, oh, that's a good I time. love baklava. No, oh thanks. my god. No, no, oh, no, 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 no. I'm a baklava aficionado. Yeah, I know. Yesterday, <laughs> you were complaining that we didn't hear enough about Monday's traffic shutdown of I four. In the newspaper today, that was a big event in this town. All right, it makes us sound really rinky Huge. dink. What? When you, like, why wasn't the accident on the front it's page? It's main highway. It was no. the biggest story of the day. Yeah, it was three hours, and it, it was called Carmageddon. It, it was, was a called lot bigger than that plane, you know, going into yeah. the ditch at Orlando Executive Airport. They put that on the front page. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big whoop. That well, didn't cause any traffic it, jams. I know now what happened. This affected more people than psh, anything else we're talking a about. A gas Thank leak. You. It was a gas leak that caused I-4 to be shut down in the Orlando area. And now there's an investigation. There was a pile driver being used for the I-4 Ultimate Hey-o, Project yeah, that brother. hit a buried gas pipeline near 436 in Altamont. Ooh. Oh, so, they didn't you know call thing, before bink, they dug. Bink, bink, <laughs> bink, bink. You know, you drive by sometimes it's construction and you hear them bink. Bink, and they're they're driving these these pylons into the ground, right? So they can put on an overpass or, or whatever. So this thing, they're bink binking, and the next thing you know, poof, they have hit a pipeline. Just yeah. bink binking over here. Bink binking, and they went over. <laughs> yeah, and they went. Uh, that's right. The owner of the gas this line. This was a gigantic pain in the ass. It was a mess. And we were minorly inconvenienced leaving here at 7. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got I in the mean, parking lot, I looked out, and there were people all the way back here. And I said, nah. oh, my God. But they were going there to turn a left. I had to take a right. It was no problem for me. Thank God. Hours. Hello. Hours, people said. Wanzi and Doug Mo could not make it into the that. studio. Yes, they that. had to turn around. Uh-huh. Right. But just added hours of stress and, and uh, on people. Very upsetting. Stuck Anguish. in their car, forced well, to listen to us. 
Now we know what did it. It was <laughs> exactly. the, it was Sorry. that torture. It was that pile driver at Altamont, and they pierced a gas line. So uh, over the new Wawa at the corner of <laughs> OBT and Colonial, right, right by the across Parliament from House. The old, uh, Wendy's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, you know, just a, a, a spitting distance from the Parliament well, House. Well, not over really. There. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was you know, that, I know that one. Uh huh. Half a mile. There was a shooting there early this morning what? that occurred during a yeah. carjacking. The man says he was shot while trying to stop another guy from stealing a car at the Wawa. The suspect took the vehicle and fled in an unknown direction. The victim was hospitalized in stable condition. Wow. The next hearing in the stalking wow. case against George wow, Zimmerman wow. Wow. went off today in Seminole County. He's accused of sending dozens of threats via phone, text, voicemail, email to a private eye working on a documentary about the death of Trayvon Martin. He was b- blowing up his phone, his email, his everything, uh, this private investigator. So now there's a stalking case underway against George Zimmerman. He was supposed to be in court today, this afternoon. Uh, he was, of course, a George, quick, yeah, get a George, skill, get a job, uh, get the hell out of Florida. He did plead not cool, guilty bro. to the stalking charges. Um, a deputy is accused of domestic violence in Orange County. A woman claimed last month that this corporal punched her in the eye because she didn't start cooking dinner right away when he got home. Oops. The corporal for the Orange County Sheriff's Office, I don't know if I'll read his name right off, but yeah. he was not arrested. I thought they always arrest. I thought somebody's going to jail. Well, I thought they were. Not when you're a cop, man. Even when they, uh, mm-hmm. they, I don't want to file a complaint. I think, so. well, I got news so for you. A, mm-hmm. a call was made, so somebody's going to have to be removed from the home. Well, even legal What's analysts. The legal analysts say it's not normal. When the sheriff's office shows up, somebody goes to jail. You're correct. But now they just put him on leave pending an internal investigation. Now that's going to uh, change one. Mina takes over. Once they decided not to arrest this guy, <laughs> once they decided not to arrest him, yeah. they should have forwarded this to the state attorney's office, but they don't have the case. So there's some problem. It got stuck there. It's that thin blue line or whatever you called it, green line or something. Yeah, it's a thin blue line, but Sheriff's Department's green. But you know what I mean. I do. Yeah, it's cops protecting uh, cops. Right. On Friday, they're launching another SpaceX thing, and they're on the SpaceX in the cargo bay is a floating robot head built with the personality of Star Wars droid R2-D2. Whoa. They're putting an R2-D2 droid on the on the SpaceX on Friday. It's called Simon, C-I-M-O-N. It's a little orb-shaped computer. What does uh, it do? Uh, Another let's, piece of junk they're sending up there? No, 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 no. It's about this, a little bigger than a medicine ball Im, Im, embedded with some of the traits of R2-D2. What does it uh, do? It'll give astronauts back a lot of time. It, it, it does, I don't know, it helps the astronauts what out. You're just pulling it? this right out of your arse, no. aren't you? Simon is aboard a cargo load that, it, well, that's with other things, to eventually cure cancer, simplify crop science, and enhance performance for medical devices. Simon will include a mobile video camera, which will help document the work being done on the ISS. Uh, these, this is a robot that will be an assistant on space experimentation. It'll be the first time an AI-based robot interacts with astronauts in space. I'm going to get that robot back on Earth to help with those Teslas mm. that are way behind schedule. Hey, I know. We talked about unions. I he's should've... running out of money. He's running out of executives. He's running out of time. Uh-huh. Uh, Everything's and... fine. Don't you worry. Yeah. Sure. And an agreement... Go back to his investors. An agreement may be reached really soon out of Walt Disney World and, uh, for the workers. I should have had this story with the... the uh... Is this the, the Teamsters? Unions representing tens of thousands of employees at I know Disney, Disney people. have been negotiating for several months. Union leaders say yeah. they've now made significant progress at the bargaining table. I know Disney people who are represented by unions and collective bargaining. They don't pay their dues. They, they're not paying anything. 
They want all the benefits. All the benefits, but none of the responsibilities. I'm sorry. Freeloader. The raises are negotiated. The bonuses are negotiated. The overtime pay is all negotiated in the deal. Uh, And tens of thousands of employees will benefit from the union negotiations with Disney, no. but we now find out. You don't want to pay out. your dues, but you want to hey, go in there and uh, negotiate your salary one-on-one and see where they get you. Oh, you'll get nowhere. President Trump uh, has spent the last couple of days pummeling Harley Davidson. Aw. What do you mean negotiate? Usually it's like, yes, where do I sign? Isn't that it? Not with everybody. It shouldn't be. No. Not with all hmm. cast members, no, certainly. No. Cast members are, no. certain cast members uh, negotiate their salary. Here. Jack's yeah. talking about around here. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not used to that. I, for me, it's just like, okay, thanks. I like well, my job. A lot of the jobs behind the scenes, you know, your the union negotiates in collective bargaining your salary and your benefits. Mm-hmm. It's like you know, the benefits for- you enjoy right yes, now, literally all yeah. across the uh, the board, mm-hmm. were brought about by uh, by collective bargaining and union demands representing uh, people in the workplace. True. Whether it's vacation, whether it's uh, sick time, whether it, I mean, all these t- health insurance. Mm-hmm. What do you think management was going to give this stuff to you? <laughs> well, after President Trump slammed Harley Davidson over its decision to move some production overseas, uh, he threatened the motorcycle company. He said it would lose its American allure. Child labor laws brought on by union activity. Right. Sweatshops. I mean, all about, people yeah. running mills and. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> garment know, workers and everyone. That was the best thing they ever had was that child labor. Mm-hmm. It turns out it looked like, for a moment, for a hot minute, it looked like Harley's CEO was punching back at Trump. But it turns out it all was yeah, done I by fell for it. Twitter trolls. But I, you know, I went on Twitter and I admitted it. Mm. Shame on me. I fell for it. Uh, yeah, he's been the subject. The CEO of Harley has been the subject of online smear campaigns. On Tuesday night, a fake quote critical yeah. of Mr. Trump and attributed to the company's CEO began circulating on Twitter. We now know that it was a Twitter troll. Yeah. And um, the tweet said that the president's a moron. A maroon. Well, yeah. he is so- somewhat of a moron, at least the way that I look at it. Mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is Harley Davidson facing a 31% tariff on motorcycles imported into, uh, into, into Europe. And they said, well, we've got to move production over there. Uh, we can't afford that. We'd have to lay off people. We have cut, cuts into our profits. And now the president thinks that uh, this is so bad that people will turn against Harley Davidson and Harley Davidson owners will will do what? Harley Davidson people are Harley Davidson people no matter what. They stick with this motorcycle. Why? Because it's an American motorcycle. It's part of being an American. If you're into motorcycles, that's part of being an American. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of an American you are if you you give up your heart. Right, a Kawasaki. Oh my goodness! <laughs> U.S. Senator, US Senator Bill that. Nelson. No, it's like uh, it's like uh, riding a Vespa into Sturgis for crying out loud. Oh, no, no. I on, rode people. a Kawasaki. Kawasaki's a fine bike. I didn't say it was not a fine the, bike. I'm saying it's not an I, American bike. I think Harley Davidson is a, it's an older crowd. I think Harley Davidson was having a younger uh, a harder time. Uh, tapping into a younger market. Harley Davidson is an American brand. It's an iconic American no brand. Doubt. Kawas- Kawasaki's not. And people are Correct. not going to give up their Harleys no matter what their age for a Kawasaki. How are they priced? Are they priced the same as a Kawasaki? Uh, I don't know. No, it's not the same. It's just not the same. It's, not, you know, it's uh, just not the same thing. Yeah. If you can afford a motorcycle, you may be able to afford a Japanese bike, but you may not be able to afford a Harley. Is that what you're saying? 
Are I don't know the prices of motorcycles priced? anymore. Okay. I happen to think of quality. I happen to think of, you know, it's just, uh, mm. they're just, they're, 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 they sound better. There's not a, there's not a, there's not a Suzuki, Kawasaki, Honda, even if they make them anymore. There's Yamaha, not a, there's not a, there's not a, yeah. another motorcycle on the planet. This sounds like a Harley Davidson, even though they try with a V-twin engine and all that stuff. It just doesn't sound the same. Mm. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. U.S. Senator Bill Nelson's <laughs> office says today that uh, sounds American. Uh, sounds strong. Strong. It sounds dominant. Tough guy. Sounds. Yeah. It yeah. sounds just by sitting on it, listing it. We're number one. Oh boy. Uh, Bill Nelson's office, Jim, is finally getting some answers regarding where are the babies and where. What about those seventy kids who are down? In, in Homestead, uh, after questioning the Health and Human Services Secretary, Alex Azar, uh, Bill Nelson was put in touch with some staff at Homestead. I don't think he's gotten in yet. They mm. told him that most of the kids have been in, quote, contact with their parents, and uh, most of whom are requesting that their children ha- are placed with some relatives if they have them in the U.S. Eight children have not been in contact because they have not been able to find them, though. I don't know what that means. It makes me a little nervous. They can't find the kids. I where don't, are the babies? Where are they? The House of Representatives is nearing a vote on immigration reform. Speaking of which, the uh, House rejected the hardline bill last week and set a vote for um, this week on they moderate. Rejected it again immig- yeah, today, they did. Earlier. It's unclear, uh, you know, which group didn't, you know, rally behind it. But it, oh, it's the Democrats' fault, of course. Of course. Yep, but you know what is coming together is that Trump and Putin summit. Uh, that's supposed to happen maybe next month. The John Bolton, the guy with the Captain Kangaroo mustache, yeah. he was over in Moscow putting this all together, uh, announcing the details. They think it'll be in Helsinki, Finland. Uh, that's the possible spot for the summit. Oh, this Putin's going to sweet talk this He's Trump gonna... into something, giving up something. Mm. I'm telling you and right now. He won't now, know any I, better. It's too bad. Nah, he, he won't. Mm-hmm. You know, he just loves being around these uh, these autocrats. dictators, yes. these autocrats, mm-hmm. and he'll be talked into something. I guarantee it. Oy. It'll be something to do with NATO. Can't be good. Yeah. No more war games. No more uh, military maneuvers. Well, but that helps our allies in South Korea. Now Europe. Oh. But on NATO maneuvers. Nah, we're oh, not going to take part in that anymore. He they owe us money. They're just a piggy bank for them. He does say that, yeah. Uh, whatever. He says that often. He thinks of everything as we're the piggy bank. Yeah. Mm-mm. No. Uh, let's see. Uh, Director David Lynch wants President Trump to know what he really means, and it is not a compliment. What's Lynch that? wrote in a Facebook post yesterday his comment that Trump could go down as one of the greatest presidents in history was, as Lynch put it, taking a bit out of context and needs some explaining in his post addressed to the president. Lynch now says that if Trump continues as he has been, he won't have a chance to go down in history as a great president. He said Trump is causing suffering and division. David Lynch, the director of Blue Velvet, Twin Peaks, and some other stuff. And a huge advocate of transcendental meditation. Oh, he said Trump could go down as one of the greatest presidents because he's disrupted politics so much. Uh, we mourn the passing today, the father of Michael Jackson and the Jackson Five, LaToya and Janet Jackson, all of them. Their father has passed away. 89-year-old Joe Jackson passed away last night mm. in Los Angeles. The website reported he was spending his final days in a hospital. He had terminal cancer. And somebody tell Jerry to not get involved in this. Jerry Seinfeld now weighs in on ABC's firing of Roseanne Barr. He oh says oh. the firing was overkill. 
ABC fired Roseanne recently and canceled her hit show Roseanne after she tweeted a racist slur against a former Obama official. But fellow TV star Jerry Seinfeld now butts in and says the move, the firing, was unnecessary because Barr was sabotaging herself. In an interview with USA Today this week, Seinfeld said that Roseanne's history of offensive tweets and said, you don't need to murder somebody who's committing suicide. He suggested the show would have collapsed on its own with Roseanne there, but added he didn't really know much about it. I don't know about that. Seinfeld is currently... Jerry, what are and you so doing? why would ABC want to have a show that's self-destructing mm. when they can, right. you know, carve out that cancer and then try something new? They're trying it. And I think, was there a bet on would ABC pick it up? Because they did. Yeah. Uh, I think, who owes who? I well, yeah, but we were waiting on you to I rejoin us. I think I bet Pinkman they would not. Oh, look. We're waiting okay. on your notes. Oh, look at yeah, the notes. Sunday we'll take a... F- photo of those notes <laughs> yeah, I have on notes. our wagers. I just rewrote them. That's Don't you use a spreadsheet or something? There's, you know, it's How not that hard. Yeah, we have computers for that. Yeah, yeah. it'll show you. I, you say, well, okay, did you get that you. down? You know what they ding, say ding, about ding, 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 new, new, new tricks? Don't uh, bother. Old dog. No, <laughs> no. Come on, Mode. Yeah. Happy, happy birthday today to Toby McGuire. Oh, he's a douche. That's what I heard, too. I Why? did not know that. Really? You know the movie... Um, what's Molly's it? Game. Ha- what's it? Molly's Game. Molly's Game. No, no I, I don't. don't know that. It's about... Uh, 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 based on a true story about a woman who runs a celebrity poker tournament, but there oh, yeah, is yeah. a... Cele- the, the biggest celebrity in the game is based on Tobey Maguire, but he was he's just mm. over-the-top rude. And Wait a minute. How old is a real he? Wait a minute. He's over-the-top rude, or the character in the movie's no, over-the-top rude? No, portraying the, him. He, portraying him. Well, who, and in the book, she writes about Tobey Maguire, I mean, making her, uh, telling her to bark like a dog and stuff, and just mm. exerting this control. Oh, done that. Oh, well. Mm. Tobey oh, Maguire. Oh, he's a poker <laughs> game. Yeah, to publicly <laughs> humiliate her. And How old is he? Uh, I'll pass. Mm. I think I know. Oof. Forty? No. Who's telling me about that? I gotta watch that Got movie Max now. Twelve points. Thank you. Oh yeah. You're welcome. Um, thirty-one. Forty-three. Yes, forty-three. Uh, thirty-one. Uh, I don't. I he forgot. He said forty. He said yeah. forty-three. Okay. Yeah. I oh, is he eight when he was filming no. Seabirds? I, I don't. Yes. <laughs> it's no. okay. Happy Happy Birthday, Jim, to J.J. Abrams. Just no, I don't like J.J. Abrams, the director of Lost, the director of Star Trek reboot, the director. Oh yeah, of, he's uh, sixty-four, and also part of Westworld. The director of Star Sixty-four. In 2015, he directed Star Wars: The Force Awakens. 63. Which no, one? you said 64. <laughs> she kept not, talking. Not, 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 I mean, well, we can't stop her from talking. You've been trying for 25 years. 64. So I'm gonna go 62. Oh, you son of a bitch! What? Because she didn't say Come anything on, when Jack, you said you 63. Win. 63. I don't know what you guys are way off. What is it? Um, 50 who, something. Who's right? low? Pinkman. Me. 52. Well, he looks mm. older. Yeah, it's really. The hair. No. He's got great hair. Yeah. Uh huh. And happy, happy birthday here, Pinkman. You should know this as you I'm... are betrothed. Vera Wang. Vera uh, Wang, the great yeah, Vera yeah. Wang. <laughs> yeah, Pinkman does. The she wedding. doesn't like Vera Wang. Of course. The Who design, doesn't? The fashion designer. Happy birthday. Or no, I'm thinking of Vera Bradley. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, boy. Oh, uh, I don't know. 53. Who knows? Oh, I'm on. That's not too. Uh, hey, man, right? Yeah. Go 57. No, I don't know if she's. And I'll say 55, and we'll be done. I don't think she's... I'll go... Huh? 54. 
Oh. And what'd you say? 53. I think she was 50, well, 54. Well, you let me Go no ahead. room in between. Up or down, up or down, up or down. Double nickel, 55. Okay, Jack, 69 years I'll old take She is 69 Boy. years old. Yeah. Well, she looks and that's the Lottie da Just call me more. She really looks good for 69. I'm telling you. I'm saying, bro. Hey, we'll take a little break. When we come back, we'll talk with Chip Wild. Chip is the president of Daytona International Speedway. We'll get the update on the Coke Zero Sugar 400 that's upcoming July 7th at Daytona International Speedway. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Now that we've all quit Facebook and started talking to each other again, you want me to sign a petition? It's a serious problem. To bring back Snickerdoodle Coffee Creamer. Facebook.com slash Real Radio Orlando. From the... Really want to get your kicks. You're taking a stock car race at Daytona International Speedway. If you've never been to Daytona International Speedway for a NASCAR race, you are really missing out. It's a great experience of all time. It should be on your bucket list. As a matter of fact, the Coke Zero Sugar 400 upcoming at Daytona International Speedway, July 7th. As a matter of fact, that race will be aired on our sister station, FM 96.9, the game Orlando Sports Leader. But the best thing you can do is go to the race yourself. Go over there, party for a few hours, then watch a great race. As a matter of fact, Chip Weil, who's the president of Daytona International Speedway, is on the line. Chip, how are you today? What's going on? Talk to us. What do you got in store for the race this year round? There's always something new. There's always something added. There's always bigger and better. So what do you have planned this year? Well, we're certainly excited about all the things we have going on to celebrate our country's independence. You know, that's something that we're really proud of uh, for for our summer races to to really, you know, celebrate uh, our servicemen and women who who put their lives on the line every day to to protect our freedoms. We'll be honoring them. We'll have Congressional Medal of Honor recipients there. We've been doing that now for 10 years, which is uh, a huge honor for us to be able to host – those true American heroes at our racetrack on Fourth of July weekend, and then you know, one of the largest fireworks displays in the Southeast happening at the conclusion of the Coke Zero Sugar 400. Uh, it's always an impressive uh, a fireworks display, and it's a it's a really neat experience, especially as we're crowning the champion. Uh, we push the plunger, and the fireworks start to go off. So, lots of exciting things. Josh Turner's playing our previous concert before the start of the Coke Zero Sugar 400. Um, just, uh, you know, a, a huge weekend of activity at the Daytona International Speedway. Yeah, let me ask you this. You know, when I first started going to the races over there, I think Fireball Roberts was, uh, was still driving and uh, Bobby Allison. I mean, all the, that crew. And, uh, you know, you get, to, you get to Daytona International Speedway, and it really it was a parking lot and then the speedway. But it's much more than that now, certainly for the past 10 or 15 years. For, for persons who have been over there in a while or for persons who might want to go over there and take in the race, certainly you want to get them over there several hours beforehand because there's so many things to do. Why don't you tell the audience, if you can, some of the things that uh, that people can experience before they go into the Speedway itself for the race? Yeah, I mean, I say this all the time. It's not just about a race. It's an event. Right. Uh, coming to a NASCAR race is, is about coming to the event, and it starts with free parking uh, and, and bringing your own cooler into the facility, mm-hmm. something that other professional sports don't tout. A uh, great way for you to uh, to bring the family and have an, a, an affordable night uh, at the races, uh, which is always something we're really proud of. 
but to your point, you know, it's, it's, it's all about the things you can see and do. So come into the UNOH fan zone and experience, you know, what it's like to be up and close to these, these fantastic race cars and, and the stars of our sport. Uh, you really get, get close to the action right there. And then, you know, we just finished that $400 million renovation to the Daytona International Speedway. This has really transformed how, you know, fans view coming to an event with the, with the brand new escalators, the new elevators, the wider, uh, more comfortable seats, the concourse areas, uh, free Wi-Fi and all of those common areas. It just, it truly has transformed, uh, coming not only to, uh, not just to a race, but to, but to an event. Yeah. Uh, we're really, really excited about uh, all the things that have happened to Daytona over the last four or five years. Chip Wiles, the president of Daytona International Speedway. Who's the Grand Marshal? Uh, so Coke hadn't announced that yet, and that's that oh. to get to a yeah. So uh oh, uh oh, lost the phone line. Be tied to the military, yeah. Uh, but uh, but uh, we haven't uh, we haven't announced that yet. Okay, but I mean, but the Grand Marshal is not necessarily the person who starts the race. Am I right or wrong about that? Uh, the Grand Marshal delivers the command. So, right. Uh, you know, they, they say, gentlemen, start your engines. And, uh, and then the honorary starter typically waves the green flag. But, you know, that, there, there are all kinds of really cool things that uh, that happen uh, during our events. And, you know, Josh Turner, like I said, is going to play our pre-race concert. Uh, we're, we're working on having some big dignitaries there uh, from the state, which is really exciting for us. And we also got some other surprises in store for folks who are on site. Uh, that uh, that we're really proud of, and, and and hopefully they'll enjoy. Before I ask you about tickets, let me ask you a question. I don't know if you know the answer about this. So you have someone who uh, waves the green flag. It's the, the honorary uh, green flag waver to start the race. Do they get to keep that flag as a souvenir? Or do they have to hand it back to one of the NASCAR <laughs> officials? <laughs> I think they, they need them. Back, man, we got to use that thing all, all night. We, <laughs> let me can't be giving it away right at the beginning. <laughs> let me let me ask you another question. I was really thinking about this before I started talking to you. I mean, do they have extra flags? What if one of them drops down onto the speedway? Do they have like a like a, like a Home Depot orange bucket where they keep extra flags and they just grab another oh, man, one? And, he, he, uh-oh. The flagman, he, he better hold on to this. He's only got one. <laughs> well, that's know, it, just one. What happens if he drops it? Well, no safety line? I figured nope. they might have a safety uh-huh. line. <laughs> yeah, like something like uh, guys with surfboards, you know, they have a tied around their ankle or something just in case you know, they drop it. All right, Chip, tell yeah, me about are, tickets. These are, uh, if, these are professionals. All right. If it, you know, they got to be ready. Right. If, uh, if people want to go to the race, and certainly I would encourage them to do so as you would. Uh, how can they get tickets? How can they make arrangements to attend the Coke Zero Sugar 400? Yeah, DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com or 1-800-PIT-SHOP. Two great ways to get your uh, your tickets to next weekend's events at the Daytona International Speedway. You know, Friday night we'll have the Coca-Cola Firecracker 250 where the Xfinity Series stars right. will be out uh, showcasing their talents. And then Saturday, our summer spectacular, the Coke Zero Sugar 400. Man, the, the great thing about coming to a race at Daytona is you never know who's going to win That's right. until they're coming out of turn four on the last lap. And uh, it's going to be an exciting weekend of, of racing, great way to celebrate uh, the 4th of July uh, holiday. I agree. You can go to the beach during the day and then come watch some fantastic racing under the lights at night. There we go. All right, check on those flags for me again, will you? <laughs> yeah, wanna... Hey, what about your, uh, what about your gators? 
Oh, uh, uh, we're not uh, talking uh, about that. We're not, you know. No, we're gonna talk. You are going to talk about that, huh? As, some, as a matter of fact, somebody yep. reminded me about 30 seconds before I entered the studio, said, hey, didn't you have some kind of bet with Chip Weil about you, the Gators? Sure and, uh, and, the and I said, and, and the, yeah, the dogs of Georgia. And I said, I don't remember that at all. I don't. Uh, yeah, I remember it. Well, I think you were supposed to, I think I was supposed to buy you a T-shirt. You, yeah, and I think uh, I'm supposed, supposed to wear, wear it. it. Yeah. All right, Chip, we'll talk about that uh, when Another we talk time. about the Daytona 500, okay, in a few months. <laughs> Send it over, Chip. Send it over. You're telling the producer to push the dumb button. <laughs> <laughs> Chip, you send you send that over, and I'll uh, I'll wear it, and I'll I'll get a photograph, and we'll post it on our on our on our website. All right. You bet. I all right, will. buddy. Have a great race. We appreciate right, it. You, you got it. Damn, I thought he'd forget oh, about that. Oh boy, son of a gun. <laughs> Georgia Bulldogs, they don't forget anything. Nope. Yeah, I'm sure that it wasn't has anything to do with Pinkman reminding him. No, I wouldn't mm. do that. Too, Did you so. remind him? No, I wouldn't do You're it. You're a stinker. You're a stinker. Nope. Yeah, I can see You reminded you him. No, I wouldn't dare do that. Uh, Chip, okay, Chip, uh, we're going to get you on the air in uh, 30 seconds. Or so. I remember you talking to Jim Phillips. Remember, Jim, uh, you had that bet. He's a Gator, <laughs> and you had that uh, big bet about the, the Bulldogs and Gators. And if the Gators Pink lost. Man, what are you thinking? You did, didn't you? No. no Tell no. the truth. You won't get in trouble. I don't think that's true. Mm. And he probably said, oh, God. <laughs> that's always been the rule around here. If you oh, tell the truth, you won't get in trouble. Thank you. I forgot all about that. I forgot all about that. Oh, thank you very much. Mm. <laughs> to be fair, and they he... said, "Okay, Chip, uh, and remember, don't say anything until the interview's almost over with." And Jim thinks he's out of the clear; <laughs> he's in the clear, so to speak. And uh-huh. just, yeah, but right when he says, "Thank okay. you, uh, Chip," just throw that right out there. <laughs> Son of a whoopsie! <laughs> to be fair, when I brought it up, he's like, "Oh yes, I remember uh. that." Oh, he didn't no. forget. It's a great event, by the way. If you've <laughs> never been to uh, one of these stock car races, one of these NASCAR Cup races. In uh, at Daytona International Speedway, mm-hmm. and it's a super speedway, by the way. It's not just just going around, around in a circle. I mean, yeah. there it's a balls to the wall racing. I mean, it's as fast as they can go. It's it's truly an event not to be missed. You ought to just say, once in my life I saw this thing, and uh, when do they just go around in a circle? It's 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 more than that. I mean, if you don't get a shiver up your spine when they start those engines. And then start going slowly, start going, being led around that trioval, and then building up speed and Whoa. building up speed and building up speed. And then the guy with the green flag that's got it attached to his wrist or his ankle so he doesn't lose it. <laughs> I don't think that's how I it works. I thought that was a great question. I think that's a, re- a legitimate question because now you think, hey, that's right. He's waving it right over the track. If he drops that thing. What happened? Yeah, that's a yellow flag that could cause a wreck. Ugh. Yeah, and he's not just, I mean, he's, he's waving that sucker. Yeah, yeah, and you got to go figure eight. eight you gotta, yeah, you got to do a whole yeah. thing. Do like a little safety line attached to his, his belt wrist. or something, his yeah. wrist. Absolutely. You know that guy's, oh, don't drop yeah. it, don't drop it, don't drop it, don't drop it. My God, it'll be on Sports Center. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Spanning the world wide web to bring you the constant variety of sound. That thrill of victory. I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. And the agony of defeat. Chicken Tetrazzini. The sound of human drama captured in a world where everything is recorded. 
It's time to hear what's in Jack's audio file. Thank you, Supreme Court Justice Anthony Kennedy. Now I have to go to the vending machine and eat something. Oh. Let's hear what's in Jack's audio <laughs> file. Oh, no. Well, Jim, uh, the headaches of Monday here in Central Florida were due to a construction accident where oh, a gas yeah. line was yeah, ruptured, yeah, yeah. shutting down I-4. Um, we are not the I'll only ones dealing with construction accidents in Gay- in Gatesville, Texas. Uh, they had one. It was a little more serious. It was a, a hospital, a small hospital, un- uh, but part of it was under construction when they had actually had an explosion. Yeah. And they were all uh, construction workers at that point in time. Uh, we, we've had no injuries to a staff or a resident in our, or patient in our facility. Yeah, 35 miles west of Waco. Oh, that's out there. Oh, you know, by Chip mm-hmm. and Joanna. Yeah, a yeah. dozen injured, all, uh, you know, uh, uh, construction workers, but with also a fatality as well. Ooh. Oh, wait, that ain't it. That ain't it. Nope. But, uh, yeah, those people, those people are mad I about this. I guess they are. They are mad about this. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it was uh, under construction, one of those smaller hospitals, but they had to move a bunch of people out. Mm-hmm. But it's just, you know, you got to be careful That's with scary. this. You take it for granted when, it you know, oh, construction's going on. You know, they know, you know what they're doing. Nothing's going to go wrong here. Or just like all the work on I-4, it's like, you know, you're putting a lot of faith in the people who are working. They're professionals, but accidents happen. So, Jim, workplace safety. That's what we want to focus on today. Workplace, workplace safety. safety, yes, yes. Uh-huh. No playing video games when you're at work because it only—it's a distraction that could get you in trouble and things could blow up in your face. Oh, oh hell! Why? Oh hell! Back to this. Sounds like that woman at the Yankees game. <laughs> Burns the water, brother. Wait, what are they yelling? They—they are chanting. They are protesting and. Because I believe this was the former protest that Jim, you were endorsing. What? Uh, wait here. You were me... endorsing something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You're boring me, damn it! Oh, there you go. No, <laughs> no the, Jim. Demonstrators uh, arrested downtown Los Angeles. Jeff Sessions was in town, so Ugh. this was an organized protest. Uh, the protesters uh, greet uh, uh, Jeff Sessions yeah. as he visited. Los Angeles, um, uh, so some arrests, including some clergy, were arrested as well. Um, oh, a bunch of clergy. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They did a sit-down, and they all were sitting down, and then they put their hand behind their back, and they, they put those zip ties on them, mm-hmm. and they attached them together and marched them into the, I know it's not appropriate anymore, paddy wagon or whatever the police van is. Right. My bucket list after I retire. What? To get, to get arrested zip-tied? at a political protest. Oh, boy. So uh, they, uh, but now Jeff Sessions from there went on to give a speech to see if we can get a little the clip of this. We hear from the other side on this issue, as on many others, has become radicalized. We hear views on television today that are on the lunatic fringe, frankly. And what is perhaps more galling is the hypocrisy. (laughs) These same people live in gated communities, many of them, and are featured at events where you have to have an ID to even come in and hear them speak. They like the little security around themselves. And if you try to scale the fence, believe me, they'll uh, be Mm -hmm. even too happy to have you arrested 
and separated from your children. There you go. Hey, look at that. Oh, he's funny. He's got jokes. Leave the funny to the funny people. <laughs> he's a mess. There's nothing he? funny. There's not, you know. He's not funny. So no. you're trying to make a joke. About separating children and putting them in baby jail? There's nothing jail? funny about no. that. You can't turn that around and say, well, you got to realize. Jeez, man. Oh, regard sessions. You're not funny. Yeah, it's a, a serious well, matter. Tell a joke, also, learn how to tell a joke. That's it. But also, that well, a also notice <laughs> that there was a, a word he s- uh, slipped in there to describe. No, to describe his opponent saying radicalize. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, these are all buzzwords typical, now they use. Right, because that is a, a word usually associated with terrorists. Of course, you know. So uh, radicalize. So mm-hmm. that's a new one for uh, Attorney General <laughs> Jeff Sessions. People yeah. who are I don't see any progressives and liberals showing up anywhere with uh, AK-47s and, uh, you know, like you do, or semi-automatic weapons like you do at some, not all, but some other political events. Right. Yep. Well, Jim, that was happening on one coast. On the sure. other, on Capitol Hill, yeah. Terry Crews was testifying. You know, remember Terry, Terry Crews? Yeah. Former NFL player. He's an actor. Yeah. Yes. Uh, right. Some movies, television show, that uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh. But also, uh, you know, as uh, has talked about being sexually assaulted as part of the Me Too movement. And he was testifying uh, before a Senate Judiciary Committee mm-hmm. yesterday. Here's a little from Mr. Cruz on the Hill. Mm-hmm. Here. We have seen powerful men in Hollywood and elsewhere finally held accountable for sexual harassment and assault. We also saw the backlash survivors faced after coming forward. I wanted these survivors to know that I believed them. I supported them and that this happened to me too. Aww. Yeah, so he was, I guess it was at an event where uh, someone in his... Um, agency kind of groped him a guy i think oh, he claims my. his agent yeah his yes. a, a groped oh, is him. that it oh, right yeah, yeah. um now he made the formal complaint like he said he contacted them the next day the agency and they said they handle it didn't do anything he made the formal complaint 18 months later but they have a 12 month uh, uh statute of limitations yeah. on on those cases so uh the agent is not being charged but uh uh, he, uh, Mr. Cruz, was testifying before uh, up on the Hill. Here's a little more from what he had to say. Mm. Senator, as a black man in America, you only have a few shots at success. You only have a few chances to make yourself a viable member of the community. Now, people are criticizing him because they said, what are you talking about? What, somebody, you know, this is what guys do. Yeah. You know, this happens, you know, sometimes. It's just a horse play, yeah. you know. But, you know, so they grab your, you know, they grab your business right. or they grab your ass or whatever. What's the big deal? Were you really sexually assaulted? You were assaulted. Somebody put their yeah. hands on you. Yep. Yeah. Without your permission. Exactly. It's and, all that matters. And he was asked why he, and his response there was why he didn't physically you know, Punch uh, him or something. Uh, yeah, uh, take matters into his own hand. And he said, you know, his wife has talked to him in the past about, uh, you know, making sure you are not goaded into situations where you yeah. can actually, uh, you know, find yourself worse off. Because he looks but, like he could really do some harm to somebody physically if he wanted to. Plus, 
uh, there's a power play in this as well. If it's his agent, he's probably going, God, Christ I'll almighty. never work again. You know, this guy's got a, some some amount of power over me. He's connected in Hollywood. You know, there's uh, stacked against me anyway as an actor of color. And uh, what am I going to do? Who did it? Who's making that? What's noise? happened is people have put all these other oh. extraneous okay. things that have nothing to do with masculinity into the mix. So you have very, very confused men who are now saying, that's not masculine. You're not a man if you've been molested. And that has nothing to do with that. Yes, some uh, 50 Cent was uh, tweeting at him, kind of calling him out on that, and he responded, hey, you know, I love his music, but wasn't really engaging on the topic. Mm -hmm. What sound did you hear? It was like a hoo-hoo. Did you hear that? Yes, I did. It sounds like Pinkman sometimes, you know? Uh Pinkman, let's hear a hoo-hoo. Now higher. No, it was high. It was like a squeakier sound. That definitely was not me. I don't know where it came from. Nope. Maybe in the hallway. It's not like uh, someone playing Candy Crush or anything, is it? No. Okay. All right, so let's go on with the audio file. Speaking of the Me Too movement, Michael Douglas was asked about it. Jim, he is out. He is in the new Ant-Man movie. Did you catch the original one yet? I did not, but I saw the trailer. He's got a goatee, is that right? Yeah, of the new one, Ant-Man and the Wasp. It looks like um, 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 who is uh, behind the? It looks like Lenin uh, the, with the, of oh, the Russian <laughs> Revolution. He's got that kind of beard. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Here's Michael, Michael Douglas being asked. I think it's a, it's a healthy movement. I think it's still in progress. Um, I think they started to get uh, after the emotional first emotional outburst of the movement and some horrendous situations that existed. It began to get a, more of a subtlety about the situations rather than simply blackballing a lot of people on hearsay. So uh, I, I support the movement wholeheartedly, um, and um, it's definitely had an effect. So Sounds like he got, he's got a couple of belts in him. Or his dentures are loose. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, he's you getting get to up that, there. Yeah, you, get, you know, that's what happens. That's Leave him alone. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, your voice changes. You get that, that old person's voice. It just... It's, I think a natural progression, and he's beginning to get it. All right, Jim. Loose dentures. I thought it sounded like his teeth were loose. Uh Mm -hmm. Video we have today. We have a couple videos posted. (laughs) Realradio.fm. You go to the website. You hit the shows, Phillips file, and then the videos are right there, including this. This one. So uh, husband and wife. Wife gets into a car, totals the car. Husband goes to buy the wife a new car. It's a $1,000 car, but the wife is less than um, thrilled. Uh And he kind of, I think he saw it coming, so he was videotaping her reaction to him showing her a car. It's, you know, it's a decent car, but it's a $1,000. It's a $1,000 used car, but uh, she was none too happy about it. Marco, I don't want this car. What do you mean? I don't want this car. Why you got your face up front? Like, how you gonna be ungrateful? Because it's ugly ass car. Like, I'm too cute to be riding around. What do you mean like, you too cute? You got the auction numbers on here. Okay, he gonna clean all that up. Okay, he gonna clean all that up. Look, all it's a thousand dollars. It's a thousand dollars. What kind of car is it? Uh, it was like a Saturn or something. You know, it's a mm-hmm. sedan. But she said, "I'm too cute to be in this That's car." That's weird. Yeah, he uh, he for five minutes he was trying to you know convince her. <laughs> hey, stop, stop wrecking cars. We'll get you a better car. I, he kind of made that point too, but 
I have a feeling this isn't the first time he kind of ran into uh, a little yeah. wall of resistance in because his relationship. Before you know, you could actually see him stop. Yeah, he, and then he has the the mechanic over to explain how solid this car is, and she's like, "I don't care about the engine; it's how I look in it." So, uh, well, well, I think she's lacking an attitude of gratitude, Jim. <laughs> I think if everyone had that attitude of gratitude, they'd find their lives much more enjoyable. You know who uh, find their lives enjoyable? I'll drive around some stinky old thousand dollar car either. Is it better than walking? Oh, yes, well, definitely. You, you can't do any better than this. Thousand dollars. Yeah, I could. I, the last car that you wrecked—that's the one I paid for too. Thousand. What are you going to get for a thousand dollars? You like Penguin's car. Put it this way. They have a good car. No, he my car's car. a wreck. He's my driving car. his dad's car now. My car. What? Yeah. He's got his a dad's new car. car. He yeah. is. He gave his dad his old beaten up car, and he's driving his dad's car. Dad's driving that old wreck? No, he traded it. You cleaned it up, car. didn't you? Oh, yeah, I cleaned it up. I don't believe it. Bunch of laundry, dirty laundry but, out there. Dirty oh, no, unders. it got cleaned out. <laughs> Here's the deal. If I sold my car, I could not get $1,000 for it. However, it's worth more than that to me because it's reliable. 180,000 miles on it. Took it to Tampa. Nothing Ice cold air. Love my car. It's, what, 13 years old? Nobody's going to break into it. Barely a chip of original paint on it. <laughs> That's true. I saw that car the other day. <laughs> yeah, what'd you do? What'd you, what'd you do? Pour transmission no, fluid the on the sun, roof? What happened? I it's baked the, it. The Florida sun. Spray it with Pam? What happened? That's the Florida sun. Well, something happened. No. It's Cars don't sun. get like that That's unless the there's something... Out. The paint wore funny on Some it. Some kind of dinosaur flying bird made a poopy on it and just... Ate through the paint? Yeah. No. It's... That doesn't happen. Have you seen the roof of his car? I have. You mean the hood? How could you miss it? Is it the hood, the, the roof? Front. I don't know yeah. what it is yeah, yeah, anymore. Yeah. Both. Both. Oh, both. It's like it's Both camouflage. Yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> you know something? Did you get some spray paint? It's a solid car. I don't, you know, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It gets me. I want to know that I have reliable transportation. Yeah. That's what's important. You turn the key, it goes on. That's, that, all I, that's what I want. Me it's too. Like I want acid, the AC to work. It's like acid wash jeans yeah. in car form. Oh. Yeah. Now it's trendy. Yeah. You're welcome. And <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm trendy about that car. <laughs> all right. Try, Jackson. You're right. You get you from point A to point B, it's reliable. But uh, don't throw the word trendy in there. Jim, news uh, just coming <laughs> out of Washington right now. Uh, Senate what ma- now? Well, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell promised a quick vote on a Supreme Court nominee by fall. No way. Uh, pr- pretty similar to no, the no, last no, no, time no, there no, was no. an opening on Listen, the Supreme Court. Listen, you turtle. Court. You're the one who held up that other guy's appointment for, what, 18 months or some damn thing? I don't think so. Merrick? Bub. Oh, yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. No, no, push no, this no. thing through. Not Jeff how- Sessions, next Supreme yeah. Court justice. And, oh, there's a. And there's- how are you going to stop him? I don't know. You're not. Uh, like everybody, <laughs> you know, uh, and everybody's getting freaked out. And if you're liberal, progressive, somewhat moderate, everybody's yeah. spinning out of control. Let me just tell, you know this 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 republic is a continuing work in progress. You know, and and I've, we've had bumps along the way. Along this, in in our the course of our history, been a lot worse than it is right now. Not to say don't pay attention to it, but you know, take over the house. You take over the house, and with the impeachment proceedings. Get underway. Well, that'll be after we have a new Supreme Court justice, and it tips the scale for generations, for forty years. Well, that... they can't stop the House from 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 voting on impeaching the president. Mm. Yeah. So then you have President Pence. Oof. 
Be so, Jim, for. speaking well, of the president, it was just a couple days ago. It was, uh, um, convince uh, people to vote, organize and get people to vote. We talked a little bit about uh, the president kind of commenting on the late night talk show host. Here's a, a little clip of that because he kind of singled out Fallon. But then he also threw Jimmy Kimmel in there. And then Stephen Colbert, he actually refused to name. He just called him the guy at CBS. It was kind of funny. Jimmy Fallon apologized. He apologized for humanizing me, Can you, the poor guy, because now he's going to lose all of us. You know, and now he's going to lose all of us. Thank you. If somebody would open a talk show at night, because the, the guy on CBS is, is, what a low life. What a low life. I mean, honestly, are these people funny? Oh, funnier than Republicans. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, yeah, I don't know of any Republicans that have a successful late night talk I've never talk seen show. Trump laugh, or so tell me how funny ride. you are. Yeah, you ever seen this, uh, this asshat laugh? I mean, really laugh. So I mean, uh, really, I mean, uh, yeah. Never trust a man who can't laugh and does and is rich enough and uh, but doesn't have a dog. Wouldn't vote for anybody like that. Oh, um, it's when you have a pet, everything can't be about you. You got to make room for the pet in the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jim, the uh, the some late night talk show host uh, responded. We have this video posted at realradio.fm uh, because great. it was the beginning of Stephen Colbert's show. Where he enlisted the host of, you know, uh, rivals in the time slot, Jimmy Fallon, and also Conan O'Brien for a live video chat to kick off the beginning of Stephen Colbert's show. But he even changed the, the title of his show in the graphics. It was like, you know, uh, the guy on CBS, you know, instead of his name, you know, uh, uh, um, remarking at, or uh, making note of how, how the president referred to him. It's pretty funny. Hey, Lil' Life. Hey, lost soul. What are you up to? Be a man. I'll try. What are you up to? Oh, I'm busy having no talent. Did you see Trump's rally last night? Nope. Me either. Heard he said some uh, pretty bad stuff about us. Really? That doesn't sound like him. I heard he said we're all no talent, low life, lost souls. Well, that's not right. That's Conan. (laughs) Hold on. I'll get him. (laughs) Oh, hey, guys. What's up? And then Conan uh, O'Brien is there as well. Yeah, that's bordering on the ghost of Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> when you see them all three on watch the screen, it? it was yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to watch it, Jim, the video is on your I website under good. your name. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, the late night talk show host we have uh, Stephen Colbert, uh, Jimmy Fallon, and Seth Meyers. They all had a topic uh, that was similar. It was the travel ban. Oh, here we go. And they all uh, incorporated the travel ban into the monologue. Jim, you get to decide who said it best. Okay. This is being, today the Supreme Court ruled in favor of President Trump's travel ban 5-4. Or as Trump calls that, unanimous. And uh, This was actually Trump's third travel ban after the previous version explicitly banned people from Muslim-majority countries. And the original draft just read, beards are scary. <laughs> The Supreme Court today upheld President Trump's travel ban on seven primarily Muslim nations. Though I think they should only uphold the ban if Trump can name all seven. (laughs) Well, um, there's Iraq, Iran, um, Sharona. You like Jim? Fallon. Jimmy Fallon gets a point. And he extends his lead. He now has eight points. Yep. Second to uh, he is he's he's way in the lead. Uh, second is Conan. Uh, third is Jimmy Kimmel. Well, Conan still earned an invite to be on this program from his victory last, last year. year. Yeah. We are waiting to hear from Mr. Mm-hmm. Pinkman on when mm-hmm. that interview will be. 
Uh, he's on vacation right now. Um, I just saw him on TV. No, it's pre-recorded. Uh, that's your audio file. Thank you, Jack. Good job. We'll take a little break. That's what we'll do when we come back. We will have a bonus round, that bonus round of closest to the pin. We're moving things around a little bit today because earlier we were talking to uh, Chip Weil about the upcoming race at Daytona International Speedway. So that bonus round, here's what we'll do. We'll open up the lines. Mr. Pinkman will pick one of you at random to play against him. If you win, good fortune for the rest of your life. If you lose, bad luck for 24 hours. Next on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A British town is having a garbage truck naming contest. Do you want Trashy McTrashface? Because this is how you get Trashy McTrashface. Next, some residents in a Texas town are trying to figure out how a shark ended up by the side of a road in their neighborhood. This is a clear-cut case of Sharknado. Someone call Tara Reed. Finally, some drug smugglers will see decades of jail time after being caught with $91 million of meth. That's methed up bro. Headlines were brought to you by Filatowski Cataract and LASIK Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com. And transmission. Can't believe you don't know the phone number yet. Toll free, 888-978-1041. It's not like we've been doing this for 10 years. Write it down. From- God, let's play a bonus round of closest to the pin. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong. It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right. You've got that right. The game is closest to the pin. Let's go while we're young. And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips. That's right. Andy's on the line. He'll play against Pinkman in this bonus round. If Andy wins, he gets that You Matter business card, guaranteeing him good fortune for the rest of his life. If Andy loses, bad luck for 24 hours. Mr. Pinkman, head to the soundproof booth. We'll bring you back in a couple of minutes to set your handicap and compete against Andy. Andy, how are you today? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I'm uh, doing very well. Thank you, Andy. I have 10 questions for you, including the famous crow question at the end. Are you ready? 
I hope so. Here we go, yeah. Andy. Let's have a countdown for Andy. Keep score. In three, two, one, begin. Andy, the Supreme Court today dealt a major blow to unions, but the movie called State of the Union with actor Samuel L. Jackson was released in what year? 98. Samuel Clemens, a.k.a. Mark Twain, died in what year? 1907. Mark Twain was born in Florida, Missouri. What was the population of Florida, Missouri in the year 2000? 506. How old is country pop singer Shania Twain? 48. Shania Twain once suffered from Lyme disease. How many Americans contract a Lyme disease every year? 300,000. Lyme disease is spread by ticks. Ticks are arachnids. The movie Arachnophobia was released in what year? 1995. Actor Jeff Daniels was in that movie. Daniels was also in the movie Gettysburg that was released in what year? Uh, 2002. The Battle of Gettysburg lasted three days. How many Union and Confederate soldiers died? 78,000. At one time, American-British industrialist J. Paul Getty was the richest man on the planet. He died in what year? Not a clue. Uh, 1905. Get it within 25, you went outright. If J. Paul Getty was a crow in Minneapolis, his birthplace, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Winona, Minnesota? Ooh, that would be an easy one. I'm from Minnesota. Uh, I think it's... Uh, not so easy. Uh, 125. Time. Wow. All right. Okay. Well, I don't know if he's going on time. No, All he's right. not going to win on time. They rarely do, Jim. Even with the double dice handicap. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. There's Mr. Pinkman. All right, Mr. Pinkman, uh, time is of the essence. Please pick up the dice. Roll the dice. Whatever the number is, we'll take it off 18. That will be your handicap. Here we go. Oh. What do you got? A nine. Not bad. Oh, yeah. yeah. You rolled that yesterday or close yeah. to it. Yeah. Ten questions for you, including the crow. Are you ready? Yes. Here we go. Three, two, one, begin. Pinky, the Supreme Court today dealt a major blow to unions, but the movie called State of the Union with actor Samuel L. Jackson was released in what year? 92. Uh, Samuel Clemens, a.k.a. Mark Twain, died in what year? 92. 1911. Mark Twain was born in Florida, Missouri. What was the population of Florida, Missouri in the year 2000? Uh, 4,000. How old is country pop singer Shania Twain? 50. Shania Twain once suffered from Lyme disease. How many Americans contract Lyme disease every year? Uh, 30,000. Lyme disease is spread by ticks. Ticks are arachnids. The movie Arachnophobia was released in what year? Uh, 87. Actor Jeff Daniels was in that movie. Daniels also in the movie Gettysburg that was released in what year? 2002. The Battle of Gettysburg lasted three days. How many Union and Confederate soldiers died? Uh, 10,000. At one time, American-British industrialist J. Paul Getty was the richest man on the planet. He died in what year? Mm, 1983. Get it within 25, he went outright. If J. Paul Getty was a crow in Minneapolis, his birthplace, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Winona, Minnesota? Uh, that would be 300. Time. Let's score the game. Here we go. State of the Union, the movie with Samuel L. Jackson, released in what year? Andy said. 
98. Bingman. 92. 2005. Andy. Mark Twain died in what year, Andy said? Oh, 1907. And Pinkman. 1911. Wow, 1910. Ooh, oh, just so one close. off, Pinkman. Mark Twain, born in Florida, Missouri. What was the population of Florida, Missouri in the year 2000, Andy said? 506. Pinkman. 4,000. Uh, it was nine. Oh. As a matter of fact, the population of Florida, Missouri now is zero. Uh, How old is country pop singer Shania Twain? Andy said. 48. Pinkman. 50. 52. All right, it's two all. Shania Twain once suffered, may, she may still suffer from Lyme disease. How many Americans could drag Lyme disease every year? Andy said. 300,000. Pinkman. 30,000. Right on the money. 300,000. Oh, no way. He goes up yeah, 42. That's yeah. a lot of ticks, bro. Lyme disease is spread by ticks. Ticks are arachnids. The movie Arachnophobia released in what year? Andy said. 95. Pinkman. 87. Nine, 1990. Oh, Pinky. Actor Jeff Daniels in that movie. Daniels also in the movie Gettysburg. Uh, what was it? Killer Angels, I think it was uh, called. Really, the official title of the yeah, movie. Okay. It was released in what year, Andy said? They both said 2002. 1993. So they both get a Close. point. The score is now five to four. Three to go. The Battle Andy's of Gettysburg winning. lasted three days. How many Union and Confederate soldiers died, Andy said? 78,000. And Pinkman. 10,000. It's 51,000. That's Andy. Andy. Yeah, definitely. At one time, American British industrialist J. Paul Getty was the richest man on the planet. He died in what year, Andy said? 1905. Pinkman. 1983. 1976. Pinkman. What's the score? Six to five. One, two, three, Get it four, within five, 25. Six. It went outright. If J. Paul up. Getty was a crow in Minneapolis's birthplace, he would have to fly how many miles to reach Winona, Minnesota? Andy said. 125 miles. Pinkman said. 300. If J. Paul Getty was a crow and wanted to fly from Minneapolis to Winona, Minnesota, he would have to fly a total of 118 miles. He wins on the crow question. But he he wins won anyway. overall. Yes, he does. Andy. Good Andy, good job. Excellent. Seven Especially with the crow question. I guess it helps to grow up in uh, Minnesota. He did, Thanks yes. for playing closest to the pin of bonus round. Close only <laughs> counts in horseshoes. Wow. Hand grenades. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Closest to the pin. He did let us know, Pinkman. He grew up in Minnesota. Oh, well, that's an unfair advantage. It's not unfair at all. He didn't know. He didn't know anything. Nope. He doesn't win. I think he kind of does. We'll give you the advantage on time. Oh. Yeah, you went on time. Mm-hmm. Means nothing. Correct. It wouldn't have mattered anyway. He was up 7 Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 300,000 people a year with Lyme disease? That's and they say it's, it's really hard uh, for doctors to diagnose that. Uh, yeah, it'll do a number on you, too. Mm. And they say it's worse this year. How Ooh. could it be worse? Uh, more ticks. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I see. Stay out of the woods. Another reason to move to Maitland. Mm-hmm. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Now that we've all quit Facebook and started talking to each other again. Hey, you want to see pictures of my new spice cabinet? Okay, facebook.com slash Real Radio Orlando.
Phillips filed for a uh, Wednesday, bad day at BlackRock, uh, Blackrock, if you're a, by the way, Spencer Tracy movie, with one of the great actors of all time that did not get the recognition he deserved, Robert Ryan. But just saying, uh, if you're a uh, liberal or progressive, it's not a good day for you. Anthony uh, Kennedy has announced he's retiring from the Supreme Court swing vote on the Supreme Court of the United States of America. The Supreme Court in a, another split decision um, had a major ruling against unions, especially public sector unions. So somebody needs to talk Mo off the ledge. I'm in a funk already. I feel it. Since 2 o'clock when I saw that Anthony Kennedy thing, yesterday was the Muslim ban. Today was the union thing. I thought, oh, I'll just tough it out. And then with the Kennedy thing, that's, you know, three strikes you're out. Now I'm in a funk. An official Moira November 16 funk. And I can't figure out how to crawl my way out of this hole that I've dug myself into. Therapy. Uh, that's true. And stop watching these shows. I'm looking through Twitter. It makes my skin crawl. You've been doing it the whole show. You're just you're obsessed with it. You got to di- divorce yourself from it. I don't know if you need to divorce yourself from it, but I think you need to take those lemons and turn them into lemonade. It should make you st- stronger, uh, you know, uh, to to organize and get people to vote, make sure they get to the polls and understand uh, your point of view politically speaking. Yeah. Otherwise, you can't give up. You know, this is a, you know, I I happen to believe that uh, this republic is how many years old now? Is a yes. uh, is is always a work in progress, and uh, we have dips. And this country's this country's been through worse than what we're going through right now. Now it could get a lot worse, granted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this country has gone through uh, other things that have been a lot worse than what we're going through right now. And uh, I have confidence in the. I, I truly do have confidence in the character of the American people. In uh, in sooner or later, sometimes we're we're a little slow in coming to conclusions, but uh, coming to the right conclusion about uh, what this country is all about, it uh, doesn't seem very uh, hopeful right now. But I truly believe this. You know, if we can get through a if we can get through a, a civil war that took ten percent of the population, if you count soldiers and civilians, ten percent of the population, and all these other things this country has gone through. You know whether it's Jim Crow and uh, and apartheid that we were uh, that we pushed in this country for many years up until about fifty years ago. Mm-hmm. We can get through this. I'm 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 absolutely convinced that that smarter people will 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 prevail. I would like to think that's right. And I'm reading a book about you know so with a hopeful thread through it. And I thought, well, maybe I'll just, you know, hold on to this, knowing that we have come and gone. Well, you got to work it, at it. Uh, but it's not easy for me. It's not a, uh, you know, it's a, this, is a, this is a tough sport. Democracy is a tough sport to be involved in. You got to work at it. Yeah. I just don't believe, you know, as this argument continues, you know, uh, about what appears to be four or five fraternity brothers who are part of, I don't know what organization, confronting you know, the wife of the Senate Majority Leader, whether that does any good at all. Well, they might not have known what else to do. All it does you is... feel powerless. Well, well yeah, but all see. it does is make the other side rigid. All it does is, 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 is make the other side feel stronger, like we're not going to let this happen. Yeah. I don't think you, know, you organize, you protest, you get people to register to vote, you have to get them to the polls, you have to keep fight, 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 fight. 
for your cause. But if you say, oh, there it goes, oh, it's going hell in a handbasket. This country's been in a in, a, in worse shape uh, than it is right now in the past, if you're any student of history. Here's Dr. Copperfield. Mm-hmm. Jim, good evening. What's How going on? I'm doing fine. What's happening? Man, I, I, I share Moira's <laughs> depression, but... It led into a question I've got for you because I value your opinion greatly. So I, I'll, as soon as I ask the question, I'll definitely uh, hold back and listen to the answer. Uh, I can't promise an answer. Jack and all right, what is, it? It. what is it? Of all the news networks, Fox, MSNBC, CNN, everybody, mm-hmm. all of them, mm-hmm. and then right down to regular Channel 2, 6, and 9, right. would you guys do me a favor and rate who you think is the most truthful down to the most lying because of, you know, from the uh, news junkie, he was talking about the fake news. So could you guys discuss that and whatever, and let me hear your opinions on who you believe the most? Yeah. uh, Yeah. I'll tell you right now. um, I'll probably throw the BBC on there. Because I watch a lot of the BBC, BBC America. I think they do a fantastic job. I think Fox is an outright liar and a propaganda machine for the White House. Um, I'm not terribly fond of MSNBC, especially at night, or or CNN at night either. Um, I do you think, think they're liars? No, I don't think they're liars, but I think they're in the business of garnering as much course i think it's what i don't like about national news especially cable news is the concentration on politics instead of policy you hardly ever see anything about policy i think pbs does a a fantastic job when it when it's covering the news i think pbs does a much better job in reporting the news than any of those three um i think they uh i think they involve too much uh, politics what does this mean politically? Let's look at the politics. And personality. It's the pre- yeah, exactly. Fox is the worst. And uh, I don't find MSNBC too far behind. And uh, CNN, uh, not too far behind that. I really do. I watch it and I sit there and I, I say, is anybody talking about policy? You don't talk, You don't watch the local stations primarily? You know, you've said for a long time no, you don't, don't watch local news. No, so because, it's, because it's because it's full of crime stories. And I find, uh, and I've talked about this many, 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 many times, uh, there are issues that should be covered in the news. Now, I understand broadcasting. I understand broadcast news. There's only a certain amount of time. They're really giving you headlines is what they're doing on the local news. Mm-hmm. You know, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, 90 seconds of a story. Yeah, they're just giving you a couple Can't of seconds. Can't get into the meat of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's true. And crime news is the easiest thing to cover. And visually, viscerally, crime news gets you more... Uh, you know, maybe it's it's the fire. You want to see the fire. But overall, it means nothing to you whatsoever. It means something to the person whose their house is on fire, maybe the firefighters and people in the neighborhood. But other than that, it really has no connection to your daily life mm-hmm. any more than uh, many of these crime stories. The reason that they do so many crime stories, and I'll say it again, it's, it's the easiest story to cover. I also think... Um, <clears throat> Because they cover crime, and maybe there's more crime in impoverished neighborhoods, and impoverished neighborhoods are primarily many of them uh, people of color. Yes. Uh, that uh, that uh, we, all of a sudden we develop stereotypes about who is in our community. 
And I think they do a disservice. I think the news media, the local news media, does a disservice uh, by showing all these by showing all these crime stories. Now, let's say, well, you know, they'll probably say, look, we'd love to do more in-depth coverage of news that has a major impact on your life, your daily life, your family life, your community life, but we don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. I bet that's true. Yeah, it is. But you have to be a wise consumer of the news. You have to watch a news story, whether it's on CNN or Fox or whether it's on the local station, and ask yourself, why am I, Why are they delivering this to me? Why are they covering this story? You know, you're just a pass, passive observer of, of, a, uh, of a murder. Watch the local news on the weekends, especially when they're reduced in staff. Oh. Nothing but crime, 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 crime. I'm and not saying that crime repeat, shouldn't be repeat, covered, repeat, but is it really that important to your daily life? Or are you just getting some kind of uh, you know, essentially uh, a news thrill out of it? Now, do I think that uh, the networks have marching orders? Like they tell Anderson Cooper, here's what I want you to do tonight. Or they tell Rachel Maddow, here's what I want you to do. I think there's more. I actually believe there's more of that at Fox. They made a, they make it a killing over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, they don't do it to me. And when I was a reporter for 18 years, I never had anybody say, this is what you will report on and here's how you will report it. I think people confuse what is analysis and what is editorials and what are news stories. And I think many times people see pundits on the air and they think, oh, look at those reporters talking about the news. Mm-mm. And that's not reporting. That's analysis. It's commentary. It's editorials. And I think somewhere along the line, we've missed the boat in explaining the difference among all those things. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being Right or wrong? Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is... Closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! Yeah, just remember, Saturday is Asteroid Day. Mr. Pinkman is gonna check... Uh, some information about that uh, asteroid that hit in Russia, I think at about 1915 or so. Really? Oh, a right. couple of reindeer and destroyed about 400,000 acres of timber. I'm playing against uh, Manny. Gilbert is the backup Manny. in this round of closest to the pin. All right. Jim will make his way out of the studio. As Mr. Pinkman, tell us about the prize. Uh, we've got a pair of tickets to the Coca-Cola Firecracker 250 on Friday, July 6th. At Daytona International Speedway, you can go to DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com or call 1-800-PIT-SHOP to get your tickets today. That's very cool. Spoke earlier today with track president Chip Weil, and uh, they'll have a fun Friday and Saturday night next weekend out at the track. In the meantime, let's get Manny on board and see if he's going to join them. Hello, Manny. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. You ready to play a game? Yep, I'm ready. Uh, speaking of cars, a recent edition of Carpool Karaoke featured James Corden and Paul McCartney. I don't know if you've seen it. It's uh, definitely fun to watch. Um, and so Brad came up with a category called McCartney Sings, okay, in reference to uh, 
uh, Paul McCartney. He had a new release, a recent birthday. He's out in that uh, carpool karaoke. You have to guess the year in which these Paul McCartney duets were released. So oh. I'll, I'll give you a Paul McCartney duet. Manny, you tell me the year it was released. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, ready. Going to reset the clock for you, my friend, and we'll begin in three, two, one. One of Paul McCartney's most famous duets was with Michael Jackson on the latter's landmark 1982 album, Thriller. It's The Girl Is Mine. What year? Uh, 81. Paul and Billy Joel performed the Beatles classic, Let It Be, in New York City for the Piano Man's Live at Chase Stadium album. What year? 98. Paul collaborated with Tony Bennett to sing The Very Thought of You for Tony's album, Duets, an American classic. What year was that released? Uh, 1984. To commemorate the Man in Black's 75th album, Water from the Wells of Home, McCartney wrote and sang New Moon Over Jamaica with Johnny Cash in this year. Uh, 1975. Stevie Wonder and Paul reached number one in the U.S. and the U.K. with their anthem on racial uh, equality, Ebony and Ivory. What year? Um, 83. Time. Got it. Put Jim on hold. As Pinkman and I will sing no, a little. No, don't put Jim Ebony. on hold. Put oh, Manny on okay. hold. Put Manny on hold. Ebony. No, it goes, and you are black and I am white. Life's an Eskimo pie. Let's have a bite. Who says that? Isn't that how it goes? You sounded just like Dean Martin. Thank you. <laughs> that was actually uh, Joe Piscopo and I believe Eddie Murphy from Saturday Night Live. Nice. Yeah. Hello, Jim. Turn on your mic, hello. Jim. Hello? Hello. Are you back? You with hello. us? Oh, hello. Busy undressing. He's taking his pants, not off, but just unbuttoned. I was taking a couple of goofballs. I mean, she's watching this news coming out of the Supreme Court and all this yeah. kind of stuff. You can you can tell when she's oh, increased we, the speed of her. Yeah, we've noticed. Verbalizing her words by yeah. Yeah. four times. We've noticed. Jim, uh, category submitted by Brad, co-producer for All Gaming. We mentioned a little bit about Paul McCartney did yes. that carpool karaoke with James Corden. Right. Very funny segment. Um, he had a new album out. He had a recent <laughs> birthday, and he now has this category. It's called McCartney Sings. Guess the year that these Paul McCartney duets were released. Oh, right up my alley. So it's music. It what is. is. You'll be fine. What mm, it, does everything not, have to be movie years? No, it's just or not. Westerns or westerns or what? Exactly. I'm not very good at this particular one. Finding anything about asteroids, or am I going to have to ask you again? Oh, no, I found <clears> some <throat> stuff out. Okay. Tell you what. So you have to get to you that these Paul McCartney duets were released. Oh, right? yeah. Okay, sure. Okay, Here we go. Okay, you're playing against Manny. We reset the clock for Manny. you. Manny. Yeah. Beginning three, two, one. One of Paul McCartney's most famous duets was with Michael Jackson yeah. on the latter's landmark 1982 album, Thriller. It's The Girl Is Mine. What year? Mm, 1981. Paul and Billy Joel performed the Beatles classic, Let It Be, in New York City for the Piano Man's Live at Shea Stadium album. What year? Uh, 1998. Paul collaborated with Tony Bennett to yep. sing The Very Thought of You. Mm -hmm. For Tony's album, Duets, an American Classic. 2005. To commemorate the Man in Black uh -huh. 75th album, right. Water from the Wells of Home, Paul McCartney wrote and sang New Moon Over Jamaica with Johnny Cash in this year. One of my favorites, 1978. Stevie Wonder and Paul yeah. reached number one in the U.S. and the U.K. with their anthem on racial equality, 
Ebony and Ivory. What year? 1985. And time. Oh, boy. Ooh, good on time. But, Jim, I'm adding five seconds. Sure. The penalty no, for you. Yeah. Lost this one. Uh, yep. You don't know. Probably. I don't know about all that. You don't know. Mm-hmm. I think I know. Are we ready to grade? It's not up to me. Okay, oh, then okay. we're ready. All right, here we go. Uh, Paul McCartney had a duet with Michael Jackson, The Girl Is Mine. Now, I don't know if Brad meant to do this. He said the 1982 album. What year did the uh, single then... come out? Manny said. They both said 81. The answer, 82. Oh, it was 82. They, they both got a point. point. Yeah. Okay. It was weird. All righty, then. Uh, so, Paul McCartney helped Billy Joel out with his Live at Shea yep. Stadium album. Mm-hmm. What year was that? Manny said. They both said 98. Get out. 2008. It's two to two. Now, Tony Bennett had a duets album, an American classic. Uh, Paul collaborated on the very thought of you. Hasn't he had a duets album with everybody now? I think so. (laughs) Yeah. He's done several duets albums, I think. Stang, Bono. You mean uh, Tony Bennett? Yeah, Yeah. Bennett. Well, when you do the duets, it's usually each song is a different celebrity. They did it with Sinatra for a while, but it was... After Sinatra died, mm-hmm. then they're oh. just pairing up these people and Man, throwing Davis them all Jr. together. Yeah, babe. <laughs> anyway, what year for Tony Bennett duet album? Uh, Manny said. Manny said 84. Jim said 05. 2006. Oh. Jim now leads 3-2. to two. How many did it go? Two? Yep. Come yeah. Come on, Jim. Bring it home, baby. <laughs> New Moon over Jamaica with Johnny Cash and Paul McCartney. I'm not sure I've ever heard that song. Oh, one of my favorites, oh. babe. The album also featured duets with the Everly Brothers and Hank Williams Jr. What oh. year? Manny said. 75. Jim. 78. 88. Jim is closer. Jim edges out. <laughs> Four to two. <laughs> Manny needs to get this one on the money. Yeah, because if you get it on the money, you might win on time. Ebony. Dilly dallying. And ivory. And ivory. Yes. Is that a rodeo term? Dilly dally? I think so. Live what together year? in perfect yes. harmony. Yeah. Okay. Manny said. 83. Jim. 85. <laughs> Come on. Come the on. year, 1982. <gasps> oh, Manny oh, gets the point. He gets it, but not enough. Jim wins oh, the game. Sorry, Manny. God. That's the way it goes. Gilbert, you pick up the prize. I'm the champion. I am the greatest. I will win. I can't lose. Remember, Ooh. close only counts. Sweakers. Right. Shoes, hand grenades, and closest to the pin. I win. Pin. Is there no one on this planet to even challenge me? Asteroid Day is Saturday. What did you find out about that asteroid that hit Russia? Anything? Oh, yes. The Tunguska event. That's right. Happened in 1908. And what happened? June 30th. Uh, well, it was a large es- explosion that occurred near the Stony Tunguska River. It's an asteroid about the size of a school bus. Oh, my. So they say uh, it's thought to be the largest impact event on Earth in recorded history. And it flattened 770 square miles of forest, yet caused no known human casualties. Caramba. Tonight is a big deal in science also, if you're interested in stars and stuff. It's called the, not the harvest moon, it's called the strawberry moon. moon. Uh, It was named by the Algonquins, you know, your people, Jim, uh, Native Americans. Uh, This full moon was their Mm -hmm. sign. It's not going to look like a strawberry, but it was their sign to harvest wild strawberries, according to the Old Uh Farmer's Almanac. And it happens here on the East Coast at about mm, 1245, yeah. 1250 overnight, you know, midnight, a little before 1 o'clock a.m. Oh, same day that Jane Fonda's fan. father got yes. lost on Golden Pond. <laughs> it's know. the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. 
the boss overseeing a construction project in Japan is in big trouble for covering up an accident by hiding the body of a worker who died on the job site. He just wanted to keep the project on schedule. Layoff. Next, two people will do no jail time for having 500 pounds of marijuana after the judge ruled that they were stopped by an officer illegally. They have no weed or money now but maybe they'll get lucky and find a red ice scraper in the snow with a suitcase full of money underneath. Finally, the Catholic Church has suspended a rapping priest saying that the use of rap music is not allowed in preaching. That's just wickety 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 whack. Headlines were brought to you by WeAreNotTheBanks.com And transmission. Oh yeah, you have that home uh, eyed out, you know, you see it, you spotted it, you know, that's the home for me. You have to find a way to pay for it, you go to a lender. WeAreNotTheBanks.com, they're a direct lender. Mortgages made easy, they can help secure you the loan for your new home. They have a certified home buyer program where you eliminate the doubt and give you the advantage against other would-be buyers and you close faster. We are not the banks.com. If you're military, they specialize in VA loans. If you want to finance a mobile home, Brad Siebert and his team can help with that as well. For all your mortgage needs, they're not the banks. They're better than the banks. The website, we are not the banks.com. Coming up next on this Wednesday edition of The Phillips File, a conversation with Scott Maxwell. From the You're listening to The Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Real Radio 104.1. Hello, bird is the word, brother. Hit it. All right, Mo, settle down. You got to settle down. You got to take a deep I'd breath. I'd like to hear this song. Well, we're not going to do that. Right oh, now. damn it! I'd rather listen to myself. Makes me feel a little better about <laughs> the cards I've been dealt here. Yeah. I'd rather listen to myself. Oh, I, do. I really yeah. do enjoy listening to myself. I'm feeling bad now. Not right all the time, but most of the time I am. And by the way, uh, someday maybe Anderson Cooper and Mika Brzezinski and uh, Joe Scarborough and some others who uh, allowed Donald Trump to be on the air because they really thought it was great. They were having a swell time that weren't they because this, this was a candidate that he was like a clown, you know, would get a good laugh. He's always got something to say, and let's put him on the air. Well, I don't know if any of them ever said, you know, we had a we hand a in this. Here. Yeah. We had a hand in this. Uh-huh. So we'll know, know whether candidates wanted to come on the air, but he did. We were going to get a laugh or get attention, and then you know, Morning Joe. I mean, I watched. I've watched it for years and years. You had this. Uh, you had this guy on for a long time. They did. He simply called in because he called in. They said, "Oh, Joe Scarborough and Mika Brzezinski. Donald. Let's put them on. Let's talk to Donald. This will be good for ratings." I'm telling you, I'm in the business. I know how this works. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Scott Maxwell writes for the Orlando Sentinel, the Taking Names column, and uh, every Wednesday at this time we. Talk to Mr. Maxwell to see what he's writing about, what he's thinking about. Greetings and salutations, Mr. Maxwell. Good afternoon, Jim. It's another big news day in America. It is, but uh, congratulations to you are uh-huh. in order, as congratulations uh-huh. are in order for me, or a big round of applause. What? Because, uh, as uh, was noted by your publication, 
or, uh, or the New York Times, that might have been. The city of Orlando and the Orlando Police Department to put the kibosh on that oh. facial recognition program. Yes. Yes. We think. And uh, you and I, and, I, and I'll admit, I'll tell, I like to polish my own apple from time to time. You and I were the first to jump on this. And as I remember, we jumped on this, and then you uh, sat down with uh, the chief of police, and he lied to you about this damn thing. Well, yeah, I can't even. I can, you had more concerns than I did. I will tell you, I was not as concerned at first. But then I had the conversation with the chief, and things went to hell fast. Uh, we found out <laughs> they, he didn't know what the hell, what he was talking about, right. and uh, that's actually um, what I have in my. Call him tomorrow at the top because oh. uh, if if you look carefully, my name. The, the city has they have definitely tapped the brakes. They have not extended the deadline expired, but they have said they are going to decide whether to get back into it. Eh, it's so, dead. Uh, oh, wow. it, and I have in my column tomorrow yeah. saying uh, I, I, I can say when I was wrong, uh, and because uh, I didn't talk about it with you guys, but I didn't come back in the paper. And uh, at first I was okay with this, but the more I looked into it, I was going to. They don't know what they're doing, and uh, they don't know where the cameras are. They don't know what Amazon's doing with the video. They got no backstop. They got no checks and balances on uh, on what they're doing with the footage once they get in there. And uh, even if one has no qualms about. Video, Video recording in a public place, you have to have confidence that the people, that the city, that the governmental agency that's doing it knows what it's doing. Right. And I have none of that. None of that. And I don't think they do. And this is what you and I talked about weeks ago. It, the more I looked into this and the more I heard about it, the more I got the impression that Amazon came to Orlando and said, hey, we'd like to do something high-tech, and Orlando once again did their local yokel, well, golly, we'd love to partner up with Amazon. Yep. And they didn't. They not only didn't sweat the details, they didn't get the details. Well, you and know, they didn't, well, they didn't think it through either. They didn't think, geez, I wonder how, uh, you know, I don't know whether, these, I don't think they sit around and say, geez, how is uh, Phillips and Maxwell going to feel about this? Mm. But certainly when it comes to this particular type of program, did anybody say, geez, you think the ACLU is going to, you know, well, I mean, uh, you know how they are, or, you know, is anybody else doing this? And how does the American Civil Liberties Union think about this and other groups that uh, that are like them? You know, is there going to be some kind of blowback here that we're not prepared for? That's how unprepared they were. For for not thinking this through, absolutely. And why, I, Jim? I really do not know that it is over with. But no. that is why what you just said. I said to the mayor, and I said, "Listen, if you all are going to do this, or even contemplate doing this again, my take is that you should do this time what you should have done the first time, and that is have an open discussion in, with the city council, where not only your seven members of the council who are largely lemmings." can uh, ask questions, of, but, but uh, citizen activists and citizens and watchdogs can come and ask questions, and they can ask a question of Amazon, and they can ask a question of IT, and they can ask a question of this police chief. That's how you do it. That's actually what I had first promoted. I said, we can have a healthy debate Correct. in this uh, city about whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, and I might ultimately end up if it's a good thing. But, but when you don't have that debate, crap like this happens, and you end up having the police chief sitting down one day to say, I want to tell you, I give you my... My word, every single one of these cameras that's functioning with Amazon is within the or the police headquarters. There's not a single one on the streets of Orlando. 18 hours later, yeah, uh, almost half the cameras are on the streets. So what did the mayor have to say? Did the mayor say, you're absolutely correct, we, uh, you know, we... Uh 
we muff this one, and if we if we continue with this program or get involved, we'll have it more public than it was uh, certainly before. I got to tell you a little bit. Uh, he actually surprised me a little bit. Really? He, I believe the phrase he used was, it's fair for us to take a shot on this. Yeah. So. Good. And, and yeah, and I got to tell you, I respect that, uh, uh, that he's, he's going to say that. And I don't know whether he's going to do it. It doesn't excuse what they did wrong in the first, in the past. And maybe it's all gone to begin with. I mean, from now on anyway. But, uh, but yeah, that's that. I mean, it's been called out and hopefully they'll do better. Did you host the Tiger Bay, uh, gubernatorial debate or whatever the hell it was? Or is that scheduled later? When is that? I, it, it was today, but it was mayoral. It was uh, a mayoral. Excuse mayor. me. Okay. The county mayor's uh, race, yes. For no, the, the gubernatorial one's the Fox one uh, right. at the summit with deep. What's not deep action? Right. Let me go to your column today. Your column yeah. today it has to do with politics, of course. It has to do with all these political ads that we uh, that we see for the most part, and they just. You're absolutely correct. Hang hang on, because they're just going to. And it doesn't matter what program you're watching, whether it's oh, sixty God. minutes or reruns of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You want to take a buzzsaw to your forehead, don't you? After <laughs> yeah. sitting through about thirty seconds of that crap. And uh, and uh, you essentially say, guess what, folks? You're paying for it. If you're a taxpayer, if you're a right. citizen, you're paying for these ads. And I go, and I'm go, what? Yeah, I, I I think this is one of the most non-understood, unknown things about politics and and taxpayers in Florida, and it just gives me the red ass, I got to tell you. I mean, it is uh, the, the – what you people do not understand is that 10 million of your tax dollars over the last two cycles alone – it's more if you go back over that – have been used to subsidize the campaigns that put on these ads that drive you nuts. And and what happened was originally there was a decent idea. It's the kind of idea you and I might have supported if it was done right, like other countries even do. If if you want to talk about like really having some regulated uh, campaigns where you get the big money and the influence out of campaign, you would say, you know what? All right, here's what happens. Uh, nobody's going to raise money. Nobody's going to take money from uh, from the Cokes or from George Soros or the unions or Walmart or anybody or Big Tobacco. What everybody's going to do is everybody gets you know whatever hundred thousand bucks and you got uh, three months, and we're going to publicly finance campaign. We're going to have a debate on the ideas. This is how some European countries, uh, and, and, and anyway, in, in variations. What they tried to do was take public finance and put no checks and balances. Instead, what they said was, well, you can have your money so you can compete with the uh, big guys, mm-hmm. but they ended up letting the big guys have it. And the worst examples, Charlie Crist, the Dem- uh, who Republican turned into turned Democrat, he's, he's taken the most, about $2.5 million when he was running for governor uh, last time. But the candidate who has taken it the most times is mm-hmm. Adam Putnam, who's now running for governor. He took it twice as agriculture commissioner and now as uh, governor. And I got to tell you, when I tell you how he took it last time, if I don't know anybody, Republican, Democrat, or independent, who won't just – their hair won't stand on end. Adam Putnam and Jeff Atwater were running against no one. I mean no one. There was some schmo whose name you and I couldn't pick out of a two-name lineup. The guy raised no money. <laughs> Adam Putnam and Jeff Atwater outraised their opponent. Get, wait for it. 100 to 1. Oh. That's, not an, that's not an exaggeration. I mean if the other guy had you know $10,000, they had a million. Right. Those are the two campaigns that you subsidized. And where does this money come from? I mean, it just comes out of the oh, yeah, state treasury and goes and goes yep. into this fund? 
Yep, $700,000 to those two campaigns alone. So think about this. The notion is supposed to be it's supposed to help the little guy fight against the money. Those guys, and I'm not picking on them. They just happen to be the ones who took the most in the, in the last two, two elections in a, in a silly race. They're already taking this money. They're taking it $100,000 at a time from the Chamber of Commerce. They're taking $50,000 from the Business Association, the bankers, trial lawyers, whatever it is. This is supposed to help you compete against those guys. They're the only guys taking the money. Scott Maxwell writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. We talk to him every Wednesday. What's your take on uh, whether it's the Maxine Waters, Pam Bondi, uh, Stephen Miller, um, people getting in their in their face and yelling at them or asking people to leave restaurants? You have a take on this? I think it's a bunch of pearl clutching. Uh, by uh, it reminds me of someone who uh, you know calls you an sob, and then you go, "Well, you're a bastard too," and then they go, "Oh, oh my God, where did you get such language?" Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm not in favor of any of it. I got to tell you, I've been writing about this for more than a decade since we had people getting their uh, arms fractured at Tea Party town halls. Remember that? There, there are a number of us who thought that uh, you know there there should be an a uh, modicum of decorum uh, and civility, uh, but I'm not sure how you get an administration that's, you know, grab them by the you-know-what and uh, rough them up at the rallies to all of a sudden start clutching your pearls and grasping your chest and go, oh, my goodness, there's so much ugly talk out there. Right, but what's your feeling about individuals or groups or whoever they might be, you know, getting into into the space of a Pam Bondi or asking Oh, a, I don't have a, uh, a Sarah Sanders to leave uh, a restaurant. I think they're. I think those are kind of different. Uh, those two things. Uh, I think uh, the people who went after Pam Bondi, to the best of my knowledge, uh, they were folks who had a lot of issues with her on a social justice and uh, whatever yeah. uh, issue. They're not going to get an audience with her. This is this is not a woman who says, you know what, I'm going to have a. Um, I'm going to have a, you know, a, a town honest club meeting. Yeah, every, every open door policy here at Bondi's office for you to uh, come in and talk. And I think they were making their voices heard. She said they were mean and hurtful. They say they weren't. The video seemed to show there wasn't. She says that the video wasn't rolling. Um, I, I got to tell you, I, got, I don't really have a problem with that. I guess the, the other one about not serving someone, I, that's pro- in my mind, that's an opportunity lost by the business owner. Uh, I would probably I would probably take that to say, hey, you enjoying your, your souffle or whatever it is, your pulled pork. Uh, do you mind if I uh, ask you a few things or f- share a few thoughts? I I don't know that you hear from many people uh, from my perspective. I'd rather have a conversation than kick someone out. But I I, I see a difference between those two things. Tom, uh, John Morgan, of course, uh, for the people who led the charge to get medical marijuana approved in the state of Florida, second go round, he was successful through a, a state referendum and uh, then announced, I think, I'm pretty sure through the Orlando Sentinel, first announced that he's launching a campaign to uh, have a referendum on the legalization of marijuana. This is uh, this is a fait accompli. Uh, you think we're at a point where, okay, all we need is the signatures, and then it's all over but the shouting? Uh, no. Uh, I think now, first of all, I think he's talking 2020, isn't he? Uh, yes, so yes. It's, it's not it'll the, take the, that while to get the signature, certainly. Yes, and that we've already passed the deadline for 2018. Uh, no, I don't because really? I, I think there will be a lot of hurdles. I mean, uh, there, first of all, you can a group can do everything right and get all the way to the end with all their uh, signatures, and then it can be sued. 
uh, it can be a legal challenge. And uh, they often wait until it's too late to fix. So it, first of all, that's just it's, – it's really hard. People, I think, overestimate how hard or underestimate how hard it is to get things on the ballot. Uh, there's only a handful of things that have gotten there on peti- by petition. Yeah. So, so, so there's that. And then you, you, you can't underestimate the amount of money that might be spent against that by in whom? 2020. What is, uh... well, and, and that's the question. I, I shouldn't say – I shouldn't say I'm sure that it will be there. I'm saying don't underestimate the power if it manifests. Yeah, yeah. If it manifests, I think Morgan would tell you it would come from, like, pharmaceutical companies. Mm. That would, that's who he would tell you gotcha. is, is one of the uh, people who don't want you to have – they want you to stop to get a pre- prescription uh, to medicate, to uh, take care of whatever uh, Ill- illness you've got. And I'm, I'm just – I'll come clean. Rick Scott's campaign uh, the first time around taught me not to underestimate the power of a really pricey media campaign. There's no reason on paper Rick Scott should have ever won office. The only thing he was known for was committing the biggest, uh, running the company that committed the biggest healthcare fraud in United States history. That's that right. Great Marty Stewart. Shot Doctor's here for Shot Doctor Casting Calls. Been here every Wednesday for years now. Mm-hmm. We take a movie, a scene from the movie, then we act it out on the air. We act, ask you to identify the movie. And then text us at Real Mobile 77031. How are you, Shot Doctor? I'm ready for action. Oh, boy. We're working on this one. Action. Shot Doctor kind of stepped in it earlier today. Mm-hmm. He's been forgiven, however. Oh, is that right? Good. Well, well, I'm glad you got over it. I'm not going to bring it up. Jim's bringing it up already. No, we're not. Uh, no, we're not, we're not going to bring it up. Well, sort of. Yeah, we don't need to bring it up. But if you want to, you can. Nah, it's not necessary. It's okay. Mm. Let's, uh, you know, bygones be bygones. All what right. do you think about that? I mean, is this something that was completely shot doctor's fault? I meant uh, well. It's one of those things where you kind of, yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Yeah, in a way. Kind of, sort of. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Mm-hmm. But Action, I'm more Jim. interested in your baseball vacation. Yeah, the baseball vacation, oh, Jim. Do one of this quickly. I got about a minute. Taking place next week. It begins a week from tomorrow with okay. a big flight from Orlando to the great city of Milwaukee. Flying to Milwaukee Wisconsin. for yes. a Brewers game. Nice. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll arrive at 11 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, had a putz around, get settled in. Got the Brewers, the Braves that night. Yeah, Miller Park. Next morning, we'll get up, refresh the Milwaukee hotel. Got the train. Yeah, it goes Milwaukee to Chicago. Cool. Leaving, leaving Milwaukee at about 8 or 8.15. Yeah. Takes about an hour and a half or so to get down to Chicago. Nice day game there. We should be there at about 10-ish. Yeah. Game at one uh, one twenty. Nice. Wrigley Field, Cubs and the Reds. Right. You ever been to Wrigley Field? Before, a few times. Oh, good. So we'll go uh, Cubs and Reds. After that, we will find this nice Chicago deep dish pizza for uh, dinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to do that. And then the next morning, it gets really good. Nice early morning flight from uh-huh. uh, Chicago to Washington, D.C. Oh, cap. And we've got a the couple of baseball game. games there. Got the Nationals there Nationals. on Saturday night, and the Nationals there 
again on uh, Sunday. That's a nice vacation. Oh, so you have a double header kind of sort four, of right? four games and four days, three different Whoa. cities. That's how it's done. Pretty huh. sweet. Look at you. That's Did you what... arrange this yourself, or ah, your buddies heck do it? No, my 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 friends who are, a lot, who are a lot more adept at this kind of stuff oh, than okay. I am. All right, well, good. That'd... They professionals. They arranged it. Very good. Mm-hmm. That Chicago deep uh, dish pizza. That's good. That's going to be you happening. You know the best place to go. You should research that. They know the best place to go. They told oh, me the name wow. of this place. So you don't have to worry about anything. No, he said. Sounds like he's Are you set. sharing a room or you get your own room? Everybody has their own yeah, room. Yeah, that's the way it ought to be. Oh, it's more than one guy? Three. Oh, three guys. Three, three, three rooms. amigos. Three rooms, road. three guys, oh. three rooms. Everybody has their own like room. Like the three musketeers. And they know about you, right? What does that mean? Like, they know who you are. and <laughs> they, they've, they've both known me for since before I was on radio. Oh, okay. Okay, all right. Whew. So you don't have to worry about them saying, hey, after the game, let's go to the club. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Well, they might go to the club, but they know it's not going to happen with you. Yeah, yeah. They'll tuck you in. No, no, none of them drink. And, and they go to bed early like I do. Well, that sounds, sounds like a fun crowd. Fun is what you perceive it to be. That's true. Very good. All right. We got, uh, by the way, it's the shot doctor from FM uh, 96.9 Orlando Sports Leader. What, what time happened? It's FM 96.9 The Game Orlando oh, Sports Leader. I forgot the game. Okay. The game, the game, the game. I got a movie for you. Mr. Pinkman and Shot Talk are going to act this out. Okay, we need some quiet quiet on the set. This is pretty good. Uh, what's this movie? I'm going to remember. Oh, yeah. I think we've done this before, but it's a different scene. Okay. Is everybody ready? Yeah. Yes. Practicing Shot Doctor? I've been practicing this one. I've got this thing down exactly right. Okay, let's see how we do here. Cables are set aside. Lighting is perfect. Camera is rolling. Assistant director. Action. I was visiting my mother. I came in on the 1235 from Brownsville. I was waiting to go out on the 405. Hmm, yeah. And meanwhile, you killed yourself a white man. Just about the most important white man we got around here. And picked yourself up a couple hundred dollars. I earned that money. Ten hours a day, seven days a week. Cohen can't earn that kind of money, boy. Hell, that's more than I make in a month. Now, where'd you earn it? Philadelphia. Mississippi? Pennsylvania. Now, just what do you got to do up there in Pennsylvania to earn that kind of money? I'm a police officer. Cut. Not too bad. Mm. Not too bad. Not too bad. How about, how, about, how about dynamic? Agreed. Not your best, but it, it was, it was about, pretty good. How about dynamic? Mm. How about earth shattering? How about riveting? I agree. So do I. We are dismembered. What does that mean, dismembered? Wouldn't you like to know, Miss? doesn't make any sense. Oh, it makes sense. Fan of the uh, fan of the program was asking through tweets if uh, the Phillips file knew anybody that she could date. What? Nice guy, well mannered, uh, yeah. and yeah, she yeah, said yeah. anybody but that sports guy. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> that's so rude. First of all, oh, you know, I'm unavailable. Oh, I think I said, well, how can we help? And she said, well, just anybody but that sports. Wait, guy. did she mean Shot Doctor or Pat Clark? Oh no, Ooh. that's a catch. <laughs> You, I'm not sure. It's not funny. First of all, oh, wait, first she's of sure. All, she's first trying of to be all, nice. I'm unavailable. Yeah, see, thank you. Tell me the hell that is that I'm unavailable. You mean you already have <laughs> a well, date? Well, if you saw her, you'd just, you'd, you'd take, you'd yeah, go I mean, crazy. You'd stay here. You wouldn't even go to Chicago. That's not true. Or I'm Milwaukee am, or I, Washington. I am, not going to have a woman beat him down, Jim. I'm above that. I am unavailable. Mm-hmm. I have things to do in my life. See, now that's a little bit different, being unavailable as opposed to being beat down. 
Before, it was always being beat down, being beat down, being beat down. Now it's just kind of, yeah, it's just not available uh, right now. I'll explain. I'm unavailable because I'm afraid of being beaten down and I will not be <laughs> beaten down. Thus, I'm unavailable. You shouldn't be afraid. Don't I showed her. Like, don't live your life afraid, Sean. <laughs> I showed her. I put her in her place. I like that fun, That's how you, you do it, huh? You like that fun, don't you? What do you define as fun? I'll give you an example. Tonight... I'm going to go home. Yeah. yeah. And at 7 o'clock, I'm going to sit in my chair. Yeah. That's fun. In a very relaxed form and watch the Yankees and the Phillies mm-hmm. in peace and quiet and go to the kitchen periodically and get some peanuts and maybe a Coke Zero and a turkey wrap. I consider that to be fun. Mm. Oh, that's, that's, not, that's not more that, fun than that's being, fun. being with a lovely a woman. lady. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Oh, no, man. Oh, you, yes, it is. You press, you, know, you press on them in certain points and they, 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 they make noises. <laughs> I'm going to watch Giancarlo Stanton, okay? I'm going to watch oh D.D. Gregarious. I don't want to hear anybody with making, making foul noises. noises, okay? No, they just... That's foul because noises. because they foul. make foul noises, that's supposed They're to be fun. They're not making fun. foul noises. They're, They're not foul you know, noises. You, you press them here and they giggle, and you press <laughs> them there and they kind of... What kind of is that? Yeah. Sometimes they press them there. Oh, great. They, they moan. But you know, sometimes you press moan. them over here. and yes. I don't want to hear anybody moaning. I'm, 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 I don't need moaning. You know what I need? I need Yankee baseball. They press I them need over Michael there K. and they say, oh, shot doctor, you're the best. Uh. I mean, it's all, it's good for your ego. Ego? Yes. Yeah, I want Aaron Judge. I want Giancarlo Stanton. I want Brett Gardner. Mm. Okay, all right. What's, on, what's on tap for dinner? Okay, now that I'm recomposed, during the Yankee game, I go to the kitchen for a turkey wrap. Turkey wrap, good old turkey wrap. I got some salad. I got some bananas. I've got some nice unsalted dry roasted peanuts and Coke Zero. Oh, that's a new thing for you. Huh? You're putting it in your Coke Zero? No, it's just on the side. Because that's a southern thing. Yeah. Just on the side. Oh, okay. Salted, you said salted peanuts? Unsalted. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't like them salted. Why? That's a fun night. I I just don't like them salted. You know. That's a fun night. See that? Let's go you hear that? that Found the woman for you, shot for nine hours. Stri- I mean, nine innings straight. Can you imagine? That shot makes doctor, a fun if you were night. sitting in a box seat at any baseball game, well, a Yankees game, and uh, this person right behind you did Sounded this for like nine this. innings nonstop, played again, Jack. Come on, Sanchez! Could you handle it, shot? Could you handle it, or would you, would you have around? to say something? Yeah. Nine innings. You're bored, me, damn it. Oh, nine <laughs> innings. Over and that better not happen next week. <laughs> what you, would you turn around and say something? Give me yes. Dirty. See, like, I, what do you say? I told uh, and the person uh, I was with, Scott Max, I said, hey, you don't know. You get great seats, you know. You know. You, gra- you just don't know who's going to be sitting around you. Let's go, Yankees. Uh, uh, nine innings. Let's go, Yankees. Never a break, shot doctor. Nine innings. That'd be, like, that'd be like being married. What would you do? You turn, Hello, never a break. Word, what do you say Get when you turn around? Bird. I want to hear what you say when you turn around to some lady who's yelling out, let's go Yankees, for nine innings straight. Young lady, good evening. It is good to see you again. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. That stops everybody. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Doctor. So. Good job. So when is your vacation next week? I will be gone from Monday, July 2nd. Through, so tu- through Tuesday, July 10th, but I'll, be, Monday, right? but I'll be back. Next coming Monday. Yeah. My first day back is July the 11th, which is the Mikey's, which is two weeks from right now, which is one of our best events right. on FM 96.9 The Game. I'm wearing a tux. 
What? But I think that I've, that uh, it's a tux with tuxedo shorts, and that means he won't be here because he has right. to. He's all dressed up. Well, up, up I won't there. be here either. Hey, so. Jack, did they call you about the tuxedo shorts? Not yet, shot. Okay. Don't worry, shot. We'll get it figured out. Oh, by that, the way, in the heat of the night, is that the movie? Yeah, it's in Several the heat guesses. of the night. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Boy, Have a great vacation, will you? I'll see you in a few weeks. There you got it. All, All right, right, shot doctor. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. <laughs> it's time to rise above the butt jokes and hemorrhoid humor. Even if only for a few fleeting moments. And actually learn something. This is the five-minute professor. Let's get a lecture and a pop quiz. It's time for the five-minute professor. Greetings and salutations, professor. And to you, Mr. Phillips, and the file. Ooh, that phone line sounds good. Nice, Chris, clear. Right? Nice. Uh-huh. It's like a waterfall. I had it hardwired. Yeah, There's there you cord, go. Which they just plugged into the board. Yeah, I gotta go hardware. From here. That's the only way. <laughs> uh, it's too far from New York to run the cable the whole way. You gotta go hard or don't go at all. Hey, 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 hey wait yo. a minute. What? I think he's right. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so... I want to talk about a day uh, which is coming up in the not terribly distant future where we're going to celebrate something which John Adams predicted we were going to celebrate, a thing which he wrote to his wife, Abigail, that for centuries this day would be celebrated throughout the world. And, of course, the day I'm talking about is... I don't know. Independence Day. Day. July 2nd. Oh, boy. Well, we tried. Because that's the day we declared our independence, is July 2nd. Okay, so the normal question would be, why July 4th? What happens then? So this is what happened. Oh, boy. There was, there was government even before there was government. The Second Continental Congress got together on May 10th, 1776. Now, we ha- already have a standing army no government, because they authorized the army June 10th of 1775. It's already fought the battles of Lexington and Concord. It's already fought the siege of Boston. The British have already left Boston before they get around to getting together as a Congress to figure out what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. This is after the Battle of Bunker Hill, which is really Breed's Hill. Uh, All of this stuff has already happened, and there are still a lot of representatives who aren't 100% sold on the idea of independence. Mm. So on May 15th, they drafted a preamble to a declaration of independence, and then they did the thing which everyone who's ever done anything with a group of people hates to hear. They formed a committee. Ugh. Yep. So May 15th, right. they actually formed three committees. Oh, yeah. Ugh. And it wasn't until the 7th of June, they got around, excuse me, the 10th of June, that they got around to saying, hey, you know what? Maybe we should write all this stuff down. So between the 10th of June and July the 1st, a committee of five people, primarily Thomas Jefferson, wrote a Declaration of Independence. So he wrote it from ideas that were kind of floating around. Very little of it was original language. He read a lot, he knew a lot, and he had had the best private library in the colonies. So he put a lot of stuff together and said, these are the things that that are important to us. Maybe Sally Hemings wrote it for him. (laughs) 
I don't think that's true. It's a little early for Sally. She spoke five uh, languages. Wow. And she was a smart cookie. And and his wife's sister. Oh. Uh, because she was the slave of Thomas Jefferson's Thomas Jefferson's wife's father and he impregnated both. Oi. He both got the around her and the and the slave. So they were both his daughters. How you doing? He's getting around yeah. that one, really. Yeah, I don't yes, want to call him a player. You shouldn't call anybody a player. No, he's a bum. When slaves are involved. Mm-mm. No, you should not. But, so, Adams, Jefferson wanted Adams to write the Declaration of Independence. Adams was a little better with words than Thomas Jefferson was. But Adams, at the time, the revolution was just a British thing. Only, it only all the fighting had happened in uh, Massachusetts. So they wanted it to be a southern representative who wrote it so he ends up writing it between june 10th and july 1st and then they, they had another meeting <laughs> so they got together as a group and it took them a day to figure out whether or not they were going to say yes we should declare independence the original vote on july the first was nine to two in favor which was enough to carry it but not not what they wanted. They wanted to be unanimous. The final vote on July 2nd was 12 to nothing with New York abstaining. Why is the fourth on there? I just want to know why the is there a fourth on the document. How do we come up with July 4th? And by the way, it Finally. sounds a lot better than, hey, let's go celebrate July 2nd. Doesn't it? Or seven. Doesn't ring only, to it. Only because we've been saying it for 240 uh, years. Uh, semantics. So, so the... Uh, so on the second, we agreed we we're going to declare independence. Now let's take a look at this thing that Thomas wrote. And they spent two days crossing out a line here, changing yeah, okay, a word right. there, nubbing something over here. It took them two days. Okay, all right. Uh-huh. Now we got it. Okay, okay. so it's July fourth. On the fourth of July, yeah. they approved the document okay. of the Declaration of Independence. But we had said we're declaring independence oh, on Tuesday. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's <laughs> they decided July fourth. Nope. So on July fourth, that's the day that we that we agreed on this handwritten piece of paper with cross outs on it and words scratched out handwritten by thomas jefferson yeah. one of the greatest documents ever written ever almost and it's better than the magna carta <gasps> well the magna carta was first yeah it was let me know that. So in a way the magna carta was better but the magna carta was about landed noblemen yeah, okay, and right. this was a little bit more about everyone's created equal but they made them cross out the parts about slavery and they made him cross out the parts about parliaments being dicks. Oh. <laughs> what? So, uh, did they cross out that part about giving women the vote? Hey. They did. Yeah, they, they did crossed that out. out. They that said, was many they, years yeah, later. It was like they erased it. They just meant it took a razor <laughs> and cut that out of it. This there. won't do. Sign oh, here. Right. No. Hold that thought, Sign Professor. Right Hold that thought. We'll have a pop quiz upcoming on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Families earning $117,000 now qualify as low income in California's Bay Area. More like Silicon Tent City. Am I right? Next, some financially troubled Yakuza are now resorting to stealing watermelons. Ah. The old four and a half finger discount. 
Finally, a New Jersey woman drove drunk to pick up a man who had been arrested for driving drunk. I'm pretty sure this is already a David Allen Co. song. Headlines were brought to you by the free iHeartRadio app, Alexa Play Real Radio 104.1 on iHeartRadio. And transmission. Call now for person, place, or thing. 407-916-1041. Back to the 5-Minute Professor. Eh, give me another 30 seconds or so on why it's July 4th instead of July 2nd. You know that uh, we share as human beings 30% DNA with trees? What? Oops. Who knew? Professor. Where is the professor? That seems absurd. You didn't absurd. Me say what at we're, the exact same time as Ms. Mora. No, we're all carbon. No, it's all. We're all yeah. carbon based. Uh, we're all carbon Plus based, and thirty percent. Yeah, thirty percent of our DNA we share with trees. I am a tree man. Mm-hmm. That sounds ridiculous. I, I, am, Groot. I am Groot. <laughs> it's a Boy. it's a living organism. Why wouldn't it have a uh, DNA? I, well, I suppose it does, uh, but it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of crossover there. And it's only thirty percent. That's your 30 seconds, Professor. There it is. <laughs> the uh, Declaration of Independence was accepted on July 2nd. The exact wording filled out over the course of two days. Because it was 1776, there were no kinkos to run off copies. That's right. So some of the de- delegates signed a hastily rewritten version on the 4th. So they agreed on the version. Then they let Thomas Jefferson, who was mad about some of their changes, rewrite it out longhand. That's what they signed. Then they took it to a local printer in Philadelphia who ran off 200 printed versions called the Dunlap Broadsheet. So he used uh, the movable type Mm -hmm. of a printing press. Those were prepared overnight. The first newspaper version didn't appear until July 6th. The first public reading was held on July 8th. And it was translated into its first foreign language. On July 9th. All right. right. For the question. Yes, enough. Please. Let's have some okay, questions. Yes, yes. Got no bonus points. I think <laughs> that, that tree points. DNA thing ought to yeah, be worth a couple DNA. of points. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Tree it has DNA. nothing yeah. to do with anything. But okay. it onto paper, which is, which is made from trees. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was the first foreign language that the Declaration of Independence was translated Jim, to? French. Not French. Damn it. It was the most common... Uh, it was the most common, what? the second most common language for a first language in the United States in 1776. Okay, I'll, I'll buy Jack Latin. Not Latin. No one speaks Latin. Okay, was it Dutch? It was, well, G- German. German. Deutsch. All right, okay, we'll I take like it. Okay, all right. German is an official language of how many modern countries? How many modern countries is German an official language? Now? Yes, now. Today? Uh, four. More. Jack, 10. Fewer. Uh, Moira, 7. Fewer. Fritz. Mr. Fritz. 5. Yeah, 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 yeah. More than 5. Oh, uh, I'll go with 6. No. Nice job. Nice no, job. God. 6 is correct. He is so greedy, this one. Yeah. It is 6. Uh, hey, Lichtenstein I... and... Time out. Time out. How is he greedy? Because I... he knows... what You know, he went... You hear the professor go... Slightly. And, no, it's between four and seven. He had two choices. Yeah. No, Fritz, <laughs> Fritz chose what he chose. I jumped in the window. Mm-hmm. Liechtenstein, Austria. <laughs> what else? Correct. Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Netherlands. It's the official language of the Netherlands. Okay, okay. all right. And Germany, of course. Okay. The first 
Six Flags amusement park opened in what year? Oh, Jim. Well, of course, that was in 1970. Right, so Earlier guess. than 1970. 1960. Later than 1960. Here we go. Come Boy, on. 65. Earlier than 1965. Fritz. Fritz. Mr. Fritz. 62. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Earlier than 1962. Oh, well, I guess You're it, could so all, greedy. it could only be 1961. Mm-hmm. 1961 is absolutely <laughs> Greedy correct. bastard. Let Fritz get it sometimes. That's all I'm saying. That, the highest grossing film of 1961, by a lot, by the way, it, it was 10 times higher gross than the number two movie of 1961. The highest grossing film of 1961 was what Disney animated film about dogs? Oh, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's, um, what? 1961? No, 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 it's that one with the, you know, in the one, the the Lady and the Tramp. Not Lady and the Tramp. Oh, my God, really? Oh, geez. Jack, 101 Dalmatians. 101 Dalmatians Sixty-one. absolutely correct. Nobody listens to one. Okay. Okay. What actress... What actress who never won an Academy Award <sighs> played Cruella DeVille in the 1997 Moira. Live Easy. Glenn Close? Glenn Close is not just close, it's perfect. Nice and done. <laughs> she never won an Oscar? Wow. Like, she never won an Oscar. She had six nominations. She the, has the most nominations without ever having won. But she killed that Glenn, bunny. Yeah, like, I feel bad. I'm going to get an Academy Award after you do something like that. That's a good point. Right. Glenn Close graduated it. from William and Mary. I'll give you extra points for that. Uh, Glenn Close graduated from William and Mary. That's the second oldest college in the U.S. after Harvard. Yes. William and Mary is found in what U.S. state? Jack. Jim. Jack. Jim. I thought it was Virginia. It is Virginia. No. Nicely done. Okay. Phi Beta Kappa is the oldest academic honor society in the U.S. It was founded at William and Mary in what year? Phi Beta Kappa was founded in what year? Uh, Jim, that's 1802. Earlier than 1802. Jack, 1780. Earlier than 1780. Moira. Come on, Mo. Moira. Come on. Uh, It's the oldest in the U.S. Mm-hmm. It might be. So 1776 to 80. 1778. Earlier. There you go. Fritz. <laughs> Fritz. Come on. Fritz. Yeah. <laughs> 1777. Earlier than 1777. Oh, way to go. Way to, uh, way to serve I'll it up for Fritz and screw us all. 1776. Thank you. 1776 is absolutely correct. Nation. Congratulations, Pinkman. Thanks. I feel so The good. Broadway musical 1776 was released as a movie <laughs> yeah. in what year? Uh, Jim, that's uh, 1976. Yeah, 1976. Earlier than 1976. Oh, jeez. Oh, Moira, nineteen sixty-eight. Later than nineteen sixty-eight. There we go. Released, Come on, Jack. Released as a Broadway show in nineteen sixty-nine. Nineteen. Oh, Jack didn't have a turn. Nineteen seventy-one. Later than nineteen seventy-one. Okay, well, you're not greedy, I guess. <laughs> I'll go uh, seventy-seven, seventy-one, and five, seventy-four. Earlier than nineteen seventy-four. There you go, Fritz. Fritz. Mr. Fritz. 
1972. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we don't let Fritz anchor the team. All right, now I see. No, 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 no. The presidential election of 1972 saw the largest margin of victory in any election in U.S. history. Mm -hmm. With 60% of the vote, Nixon had how many million more votes than George McGovern? Oh, Jim, yeah. Million more votes. Oh, that was six million. More than six million votes, more than George McGovern. Jack, ten million. More than what? ten million votes, more than George McGovern. Wow. Moira, fourteen million. More than fourteen million no, hi, more Fritz. votes than Fritz. George McGovern. No, no, don't go that high, Fritz. Mr. Fritz. 20 million. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fewer than 20 there you go. million more. Come on, Pinkman. You got I it, Pinkman. You're dude. the anchor. Uh, let's go with a nice, even 17 million. 18 million. Oh, you <laughs> son of a. <laughs> oh, damn. How many U.S. states have a population over 18 million Jim. as of the 2010 census, Mr. Phillips. Work off me. How many, uh, uh, over how many? 18. How many U.S. states have a population of over 18 million? Uh, that's eight. Fewer. Oh, Jack, four. Four is absolutely correct. Oh, oh, he knew job. it. That I didn't excellent. mean that to happen. What? Nice. <laughs> of the four states with over 18 million in population, Florida recently passed which state in estimated population Jim. was the Mr. Phillips. New York. New York is absolutely nice. correct. It what? was the last original colony to ratify the Declaration of Independence. Nicely done. Ooh. We were going strong there in the middle. We had a little bit of a speed bump, yeah. In the yeah. middle. Uh-huh. Uh, it is an eighty-two. Uh, yeah. That's the and DNA thing. What's that worth? I don't know. Yeah. What's four? I gave you almost four points for that. Yeah. It's a number between zero and four, and All I gave right, you that okay. number. We, we'd round it up to four. Eighty-two points, nicely done. All well, right, I so won't be here next week, so I don't have to worry I. about. No, oh, he good. Won't be here. That's nobody will be here. Right? Right? Fourth of July. Yeah, well, oh, that's we'll right. All be yeah. So I'll be back on the 11th of July. However, I will be doing trivia on both the 3rd of July and the 5th of July. What? So we'll be the... We'll be doing the 3rd of July at Post Time Lounge and yeah. Cafe. That's where we are every Tuesday night. We will be at the Silly Grape on the 5th of July. Yes. And, uh, of course, on this weekend, I will close out June at Waco Taco. I also will be at the Silly Grape tomorrow night. You can find all of that out if you go to my Facebook page, 5-Minute Professor, on Facebook, or check out my YouTube channel, where I have over 200 videos, what? several of them interesting. All right, uh, <laughs> Professor, have a great 4th of July, okay? And you as well. I also have a great 2nd of July. Okay, same to you. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to fit the 3rd in there. Thank you, Professor. 5-Minute <laughs> Professor on Real Radio 104.1. Play some PPT, some person plays your thing. What's the prize, Mr. Pinkman? Oh, buddy, it's a pair of 40X tickets to see Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom Mm -hmm. at Regal Point, Orlando. 40X is the only format in Orlando that lets you feel a T-Rex approaching. Wind, rain, thunder in a movie theater at Regal Point, Orlando. You can feel it all in 40X. Ride the movies with Fallen Kingdom in 4DX. By the way, before we get this underway, uh, who did the monsters pick today in their round of villains? Oh, right. Oh, um, if you want to get it, in, I can bring it up here. Yeah, yeah I'd like to know. Thing? I forgot to ask about this earlier, really. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's any contest with our picks from yesterday. Ours were really good. I they think. were good, weren't they? Okay, yeah. so uh, 
Angel picked Alan Rickman to go with Javier Bardem. Pretty good. Dirty Jim, along with Gary Oldman, now has Daniel Day-Lewis. Carlos has Al Pacino and Josh Brolin. He's the villain in the last... uh, In the uh, Infinity War movie, yeah. Russ is Jack Nicholson and Glenn Close. (laughs) Speaking of... Yeah, 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 okay. There you go. Mm -hmm. So those, uh, I believe, uh, we're looking to get that uh, voting up on Thursday. I think uh, Mo got a good, uh, made a good choice with Mr. Burns. I think it was terrific. Yeah. Well, if people make the connection, because yeah. this is Harry Shear. Okay. Fine. Here we go. Let's get PPT underway. Here's Nick. Your first up, Nick. Pick a person, a place, or a thing. Let's go with a thing. Let's go with a thing. Thanks to Brad for the category. Thank you, Brad. What is this thing? The, the formula for this thing. Has been around for over 200 years, but it got a new look in the 1840s. Formula for this thing has been around for over 200 years, but it got a new look in the 1840s. Matter of fact, I'll give you a clue. All right, sure. Something we eat. Something we eat. Mm-hmm. Ooh, um, I'm just going to go with bread. Bread. That's your final answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fred, but nice try. Get right in there. All right, here's Mitch. Clue number two, Mitch. Brought yeah. to America by the Dutch during the 1700s. These things really took off during the 1920s, thanks to automation. Socks. What? It's food, right? Socks. Did you say it was Socks. No, it's a food. It's Some a people food. eat their socks. No, that's weird. No, it's true. Uh, no, it... I said socks. I thought you said automation. Um... <laughs> Um, oatmeal. 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 That's your final answer. Oatmeal. No, it's not oatmeal. Moving right along. Here's uh, Johnny Clue number three. Johnny. The largest, hey, Johnny. Oh, yeah. the largest one of these things was made in New York. It weighed nearly 4,000 pounds. Been around for about 200 years. Brought to America by the Dutch during the 1700s. Largest one of these things made in New York. It weighed nearly 4,000 pounds. Okay, let's go uh, pretzel. A pretzel. Oh, that's pretzel. your final answer? That's a good guess. It's not right, but it's a great guess. I mean, it was really, and I just jumped right in there. Here you go, Stephanie. Are you ready? Yes. Clue number four. People in North America go through more than 100. Th- what? Let me start again. People in North America go through more than 10 billion of these things every year. Uh, cookies? That's your final answer? Yeah. What'd she say? Cookies. No. All right, Eddie, here we go. You ready, Eddie? All right. Yep. Huh. Oh, you've got that glazed look in your eyes, Homer. Uh-oh. Do I need to sugarcoat Donut. this? La- what? Donuts. Donuts, you Donuts. There you go, baby. Donuts. Yeah, there you go. All right. Okay. Oh. 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 Stupid, sexy Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> That's not too bad. Not too bad. (laughs) Anything else happening? What are you going to do tonight? You going to go home and watch Rachel Maddow? No, I don't think I can watch it. I think I will get too much in a funk. So I'm going to just read or something. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I don't know if I could do it. I don't think I can watch it. And my husband, well, maybe he'll have it on, but I I can't sit in that room and I can't. It's going to be okay. It gives me, you know, I get agita. Everything's going to be okay. okay. Things can change on a dime. Country's gone through worse times than this. Uh, we're strong. We're resilient. Mm-hmm. We are Americans. 
Thank you. American democratic institutions are strong and will survive this particular strife. All you Democrats have to do is find somebody who has passion, not anger, but passion, and can articulate the democratic message to the American people. Uh, Newsflash. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg has a cold. Oh, no. Please. Okay, stop. Just saying. Okay, somebody get her some chicken soup then, because that will really send me over the edge. Yeah, well, that could turn into pneumonia, and then it's like, oh, Katie, bar the door. She's 85. My goodness. Yeah. May you live to 120, Ruth. Ruthie, please. Hang in there, toots. Yeah. She's going to work for 30 more years. I don't so care. He's going to watch soccer, but that was kind of ruined by the shot doctor earlier today, but that's okay. <laughs> well, you never really mentioned it, but there was a bit of a spoiler yeah, issue, right? Give... There was a spoiler issue. Yeah, it was a spoiler issue, and it was a... he didn't do it by design. No, of course. It was just one of those where he just blurted it out. Like, oh. I was like, uh. But you asked him a, a common question, and this is something you ask him, I think, every week, right? And every single week, he yeah. says, baseball, the draft... You know, football well, and whatever. He never, because he, he doesn't pays even no like attention soccer. to soccer. The only yeah. reason that he mentioned it is not because he's paying any attention. Nope. He was getting, he was in the green room getting a, another Coke Zero, and it was on oh, the, the, it was on TV. Yes. In fact, and he said, I can't believe, and I'm thinking, who, I would never think that it would even yeah. register. I know. And I wouldn't sit there and say, oh, by the way, shot doctor, before I preface the question, how are things going in the sports world? Please make no mention of anything that happened in World Cup soccer today. In fact, earlier this very day, I heard Shot Doctor on the air on JRR with Pat Lynch and Taco Bob Mm -hmm. talking about how the World Cup tournament is a waste of time. It's not paid attention to here in the States, and no one should pay attention to it. Do you think you're safe, then? Do you think you're safe having a conversation? Considering that's the Shot Doctor's attitude? Yes. Yes. And then, boom. Oh, he felt I had to talk him off the ledge. Uh. He, did. he felt he thought, so bad. Uh-oh. I said, you know, shut up. Record oh, these happens. games. I don't know, watch them at night, blah, blah, blah. Did you see that look of like on a cross? It his took face? him, you know, with the shot doctor, sometimes it takes a few seconds for the for the computer to kind of kick in. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, click, click, <laughs> click, click. And he went, goes, oh, no. And then the look on his face, he was heartbroken. I mean, he was, oh, you know, sorry. he gets. Yeah. I just said, it's okay. I mean, these things happen. I mean, you know, come on, buddy. Come on. Got work to do this up. afternoon. Playing the great Rod Steiger in the movie Heat of the Night. I know. In which I believe Rod Steiger might have, if he didn't win the Academy Award, uh, was nominated. Nominated, yeah. They didn't pay too much attention to that because it was making out with Dee Dee Warren. Come on, Pop. It's uh, the end of the Phillips file. We'll be back tomorrow at (laughs) 3. Right after Sean, he's the news junkie with Sabrina and C-Lane. They follow the Monsters in the morning tonight eat dessert first grin like a dog wonder aimlessly pound your conch as often as you can buy your books with cash and eat some ants tom and dan are next bye bye take care